Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What's up? It's not Stu, it's Christopher. Welcome back to part two of Hardcore Listing with Chris and Mr. Potato Head. Uh, this uh, week's guest, as you now know, is Ed Keggins, my uh, mate slash boyfriend. Um, he's a good lad. I'm sure you enjoyed part one with regards to top five drinks and top five sort of like most awkward or, you know, worst customers per se. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. We're going from strength to strength. Um, who are we going to plug? I, th- I guess we should say thank you, first and foremost, to 76 for uh, mastering this. Um, no thanks to Brad Acton because he didn't film anything. Um, so that's lazy of you, Brad. Um, we are going wild swimming, by the way. Um, in a, probably next week, which will be exciting. We're going to film that and record that and do a few live episodes. I think it's me, 76, and Mr. Whiffen. Unfortunately, Brad couldn't make it, but next time, brother, next time. Um, so that'll be cool. We're going to be posting up about that. Obviously, got the live show coming up. And a shout out to the rest of the Distraction Pieces Network. Um, uh, Stop and Search with Jason Reed um, has been brilliant recently. Um, and I think you guys would really benefit from having a little listen to Jason's podcast um, with regards to uh, drugs prohibition and whatnot in in this country and and around the world. It's it's a fascinating listen. And he also does, um, I think most of Jason's are recorded live somewhere in London, so you can actually go to each and every one, which is pretty dope. Um, Shout out to Say Why to uh, Drugs with uh, Dr. Susie Gage. Again, an award-winning podcast on the Distraction Pieces uh, Network. Um, Is it award-winning, Susie? Am I lying? I can't remember. Um, I know you and Pip didn't win the awards at the podcast awards this year, but I thought you won some other ones. Um, Anyway, it comes hotly recommended. I've kind of ruined that sort of plug for you there, Susie. I'm really sorry, but it is fucking wicked. And um, I'm sorry that you have to put up with um, Pippi Longstockings um, to talk through um, talk through all the all the different drugs out there. Uh, it's not pro drugs. It's not anti drugs. It's pro truth, and I absolutely love that. And that's very much um, at the core a lot of the time of um, Pip's beliefs on on those sort of subjects. And I really I'm really glad that he. Um, sort of got together with Susie and someone who's so 
up to date and au okay fait with all the different drugs. Not through use, I don't think. Um, but yeah, she's wicked. And uh, and then of course the the mighty uh, Tuesday night draw with um, Mr. Jim Smallman um, of This Is Progress fame. Um, Jim's an absolute legend. He's also a comedian. If you've never been to a This Is Progress show, you're missing out. If you if you are aren't a, a wrestling fan, it, it really doesn't matter. The atmosphere there and the quality of um, you know the wrestling and 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 the the humour. It's one of the best night outs you can have. Anyway, I'm going to stop plugging the fuck out of everything now and go and have a shave with my Harry's razor blade. Um, <clears throat> we'll catch you soon. Enjoy part two of Hardcore Listing. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Stuart. Christopher. What's the first thing that comes into your head? Oh, why didn't you say potato before that? <laughs> I had to stop myself. When you think of me. Cunt. Okay. Sorry, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I promised her that I wouldn't say that word. So, now you've done it. So, that's fine. Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Ed. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you don't know it, certainly. Um, welcome back to part two of Hardcore Listing with uh, Chris and Stuart and our wonderful guest, Ed and Stu. Uh, Ed's surname. <laughs> uh, Higgins? Yeah. Yay, uh, there you yeah. go. Higgins with a K. There you go. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, before we get into this. Yes, um, mate. So earlier on, obviously came in, sorted out your message with a bottle of wine. Yes. Um, I have something for you as well. Oh, really? And I oh, mate. To, yeah, I wanted to do this whilst we were... Oh, prezzies! I've got something for you as well, Chris. Wow. Um, in fact, I'll do Chris's first because it's, okay. it's, 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 yours is better. Chris, I've got you... <laughs> I'm all excited. Chris, I've got you two cinema tickets. Are you but, kidding me? Yeah, but no... I'm going to keep one so we can actually go to the cinema together, Mate, that is Which I've been talking sweet. about for about a year now. That's, uh, that's, that's not a disappointing thing. And it's the Picture House, uh, yeah. which is a quality cinema in London. Well, there's a few, isn't there? It's a quality cinema chain. Unfortunately, found out recently, owned by the same group that own Cineworld. So, oh. yeah. But hey-ho, we'll go. Um, we'll go to the Ritzy. And, Mate, uh, let's yeah, do it. Support the Ritzy, support your local cinema. Anyway, sod that, because... We're going to do I'm that fucking anyway. all chuffed with that. This is amazing. I, right. I, I should say that um, you you turned up and gave my wife a, a bottle of um, really nice wine that looks like that's a heavy red as well. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's a Cabernet Sauvignon. It'll yeah, be, yeah, nice. Well, I said during the break tonight, have it yeah. with some lamb and you'll have a great time. Yeah, um, that's very kind of you and a, a, a very very generous voucher to take my wife and children to. Um, to the Blues Kitchen. Well, I'm assuming that around sort of middle of August you run out of ideas during the summer Absolutely. holidays. So, yeah, I've got, yeah. One, got one in the bank for you there and they That's can pretend super, it's on super. them. So, yeah, no worries. But anyway, this is um, this is for you oh, and for the whiff-in. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a bottle of Blanton's. Um, it's, a, it, it's a lovely bourbon. It's the first ever commercially produced single barrel bourbon what but that's not the cool part of it the cool part of it is that if you watch house of cards frank underwood drinks that bourbon but if you watch john wick john wick drinks that bourbon. oh and in shit. the first john wick this is the one that he drinks 
And then in the second John Wick, he drinks the next one along in the staging process. Um, and so we can only assume that if it's a John Wick three, that he's gonna he's gonna drink the third one. But yeah, look, it's uh, it, like I like I said earlier on, um, off camera, it's lovely to be around here in the whiffing. Um, if you need a manager, I may be available. At some point. <laughs> Oh um, man, honestly, Ed, but yeah, I, I I hope you enjoy it. And um, that is amazing. Stu's yeah. face is literally struck gold here. And do you know what, Ed? That is an amazing bottle, by the way. What, it's, what a, a, it's a lovely bottle. It's um, we've got to get a it's, it's, that, it's revered. That bottle's revered in terms of the actual style of it. Mm. Um, the 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 bourbon itself, since its inception in 1997, has won at least two awards each year. I think that last year it won five or six. I think it's six. Um, it's yeah, it's it's you know, it's something that I think that you're going to enjoy, oh, and uh, and I hope that you um, I hope that you have a good time. The thing there. is, like, it is, let me just remove the uh, <laughs> cup and ball um, dildo bottle opener and take a photo of this, which I will put on the um, Tinter web for you to have a look at. It's yeah. fucking impressive. The thing is, when people get you like really pucker stuff like that. When do you drink it? Well, I think I'd, I could probably... Um... Immediately. <laughs> yeah, straight <laughs> away. Messing, if I'm you've messing. got some ice, we can have some of it tonight. No, but I think it's, um, you can treat it as a special occasion bourbon. Um, mm. You can enjoy the whole bottle with, with three or four friends over an evening. Um, or you can you can decant it and you can drink it over a sort of three-month three, three month period. Um, but if, you know, it's, it's, it's up to you. It's your drink. It's the nice thing about spirits is that you can treat it how you want and... Like we alluded to earlier, you can get absolutely cunted on it. Yeah. And it's, oh, sorry, Mum. Said the word again. Or you can just, you can just, you know, you can you can enjoy it. Um, you can enjoy it slowly. Um, but yeah, I, I hope you enjoy it. Mate, thank From you, me you to so you, much. It's, it's nice to be here. Um, I was thinking another one as well. If you don't like Kevin Spacey or Keanu Reeves, Richard Gere does drink it in The Benefactor, which oh, is really? not that great a film, but. He's a nice guy, and he, he you know, you often you, you often get compared to Richard Gere, actually, mate, don't you? Yeah, yeah. For that you know gerbil I'm, I'm incident, I'm actually um, growing my beard back at the moment. And, it's um, nicely shaped. Have you? You look like you've been to a Turkish barber's. I, I went to the Turkish barber's this evening, yeah. and it was too busy, so I, I walked away. I was hoping to get my hair cut this evening. Um, and my beard trim. So no, I just done it myself with my razor from Harry's, and that's not a new advert. Um, yeah, I did actually just trim We've my... Um, had a lot of great feedback from our advert we recorded for Harry's. Yeah, people seem to like us mm. talking like dickheads. Oh, I, I hope um, Harry's are happy with it. Yeah. Well, well I, have Ed, you, but I know obviously you talk about how old I am. Have you seen how much grey is in my beard? Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing, really. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I am. I'm at that, look, I'm 31, so I'm at that stage yeah. where grey hair's only cool at the yeah. moment. So yeah. every time I get one, I, I feel as though that my... Yeah. my Paltry attempts at social media. Is if I'm not dead, it's this conversation in ten years when you're 44, the same as me. And yeah. it's just a little bit disappointing. <laughs> you've got grey hair. Well, uh, we, um, we did get you a little present as well, mate. Um, it's Redshift themed. <laughs> <laughs> By that, do you mean it's Redshift branded? Yeah, it's nice. full of Redshift goodies. Um, but the little stencil on the front is a little microphone gun, and. Um, I found that stencil the other day. We used to use this for one of our um, our first sort of like truckers we did that we used oh. to do the style and stencil on it, stealing on. And uh, we, we haven't solved that for years. And I found it and I peeled that stencil off of something 
and wondered if there'd be any chance I could get one more little blast out of it. And I did, so I thought I'd put it out on the front. But anyway, some little redshift goodies in there for you, mate. Thank you very much. I will uh, I will have a look. I'll do a photo shoot later okay, if yeah, Facebook yeah, is still yeah. open. We'll do a live. And I've not put any pubes in that parcel. Oh, that's good. Which you'll be surprised at. But that is your one free present that doesn't involve my pubes. So, you know, make the most of it. Thank you, mate. So we're, um, we're, we're picking up on part two. Yes. Um, and the, the booze is flowing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've only actually done one of your five. One and a half. Uh, of, of your people that irritate you um, in the world oh, of right, um, sorry. Uh, hospitality. Um, so should we do the second one? Yeah, we'll do. Well, what we'll do, we'll do the second and the third. Because okay, I feel as though okay. at the, in in the last podcast we were we were talking through hospitality and our own experiences there and the way that we view it and and it kind of made me realise that my number four is maybe a little bit unjust um, when you look at the other side of things that what, what we have to go through. And my number four was the customer who works in hospitality. Yeah, yeah. Right. and I'll sum up what I meant by that. Yeah, it's, it's the guy that comes to the door that tells you that he works in a club that you never heard of and can he get him free? I've, I've fucking Oh no, I've not done oh. that. But I've, I've, I've mentioned before when people that I think are being not as they should, I've mentioned well, I'm a licensee and I wouldn't have mm. done it like that. I yeah. have done that. And mm. yeah, you're the worst. Yeah, but you not, are the, you're number not four. Not I'm you telling them how to do it. it but We're taking that bottle of Pullman back. That yellow Thunderbirds, <laughs> number four, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Right, cool. So yeah, so that was that was it. It's basically when when somebody wants to complain with the the preface that they work in hospitality. Yeah, it's the person that wants to tell you that you're not doing something in the way that they would because mm. they work in hospitality. And yeah. I just feel as though it's unnecessary. It's like mm. uh, someone that goes into a bank that's waiting in the queue in HSBC for their own banking that says, <clears throat> "I would do this queue differently." And yeah. it's it's, <laughs> it's it's unnecessary. But I guess that goes across all industries. And yeah, when we're reflecting on it now, it's it maybe seems a little bit um, a little bit unnecessary. But in the middle of a high pressure situation where you're trying to deliver 250 mm. meals in a night and trying to deal with 1,200 people, you don't need some knobhead that works in Weatherspoons telling you that the head on that pint is 0.5 of a centimetre too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just think you're just a knobhead. It just grates, it's just, it grates against yeah. you, doesn't it? I don't think I've ever stood on a door and anyone that's come to Part A that's a doorman hasn't introduced himself to the doorman as, oh, I, yeah, I want a door. Yeah. Why are you telling them that? Yeah. Why, why, would, you, why would you tell them that? I don't get it. And like, and then obviously they'll come out at some point in the night and go, just let you know, bruv, there's someone in there playing up a little bit. If it goes, so I might, I'll get involved. <laughs> I don't want you to get <laughs> involved. <laughs> go and enjoy yourself. Exactly. You, you've yeah. been drinking. You're like the last person I want to get, in, yeah. to get involved. Yeah. It's like going up to the, uh, the Tate Modern and going, I'm an artist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an artist. So what I did was uh, I used my Sharpie just to tidy up some of those lines yeah, on that exactly. picture. You see that Matisse, a bit wonky. <laughs> sort it out. But you must have had promoters come up to you and tell you that they're promoters. All the time. Like, yeah, like, all the time. And they, you know, I, I had such and such last week. Great. I hope it went well. I'm sure that, you know, you earned some money out of it and you can come spend it in here. Mm. It's, it's, it's bizarre. And, and I get the community aspect of it i understand the way that that the the world works and i understand that it's you know we'd like to feel as though we are in a 
you know, in in, in cahoots with with, sure. with other people, and you know, we we fight the same fight. But I don't, you know, I I don't particularly care. Yeah. If if you are a waiter in a burger restaurant, yeah, you you're not supposed to use that as an excuse to, or at least as a as a starter or a closer to yeah. your. It's not an angle, is it? It's so, not an angle, yeah. Yeah. And it's um it's frustrating when people do that because as much as you know good service you want to hear about it from people that understand what good service is mm. and bad service you'd love some pointers because we're all learning yeah yeah and it's um yeah it's just bizarre when people decide to go at that angle with you yeah. um and so i think that's why they made my list because it's just it's it's a bit of a drainer it really is a bit of a drainer it's the last it's one of those last things you want to hear when it's all going wrong is pointing out like that they it, do set oh bruv i'm a dj yeah oh, amazing you got that new remix? Like, yeah. Oh, Have you mate. heard of that? No. Really? Oh, no. That yeah. that kills me. Or when you get like... Um... I'll tell you what will go down really well now, mate. Oh, <laughs> man. Or even people when they request songs. Like, I'm not completely um, against it. Like, depending on what I'm playing, um, I'm not always completely against bashing in, mixing in a, a song that someone requests. Yeah. Within fucking reason. But there's every now... Like, but... But there's every now and then, the worst one I had of that was, uh, yeah, um, you'll like that. Um, yeah, okay, all right, you I'll give like that, that a blast. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. do it, let's do it. Um, we're talking about alcohol, by the way. I'm getting past the very <laughs> lovely cider. Um, <clears throat> I had um, a girl come to. It was quite early on in the night. Where was this? Uh, this was at Lizards, right? And honestly, this was like early doors. I was on an early set, like I am this week, and it was like fucking what nine o'clock, and she. I'd asked me, she's from Ireland, and she why are asked me... Why Fats and Smalls? Why, why, why have you played this? Why has this been on repeat? <laughs> and I was like, don't worry, love, I've got something for you. And then don't played... Worry, love. Vanessa Felt's in the corner. Right, <laughs> I played... Had a great time. Dropped break stuff. Um, and uh, she, she was asking me about obscure Irish indie bands. And I couldn't, I couldn't help her. I couldn't help her out with it. I was like... I, I don't have them at all. And she came back three times to ask for Irish indie bands. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I don't have these guys. I don't, I don't know they are. Like, oh, you're a shit DJ. You don't know them. You, I'm not omnipotent. I don't know everything. You know, like there's bands out there and DJs out. You're never going to fucking know every single one. Mm. And yet as a DJ, you're always expected to know absolutely every single one. This girl, any, anyway, then asked me for a bit of my drink. But a bit of my drink, my bottle of uh, bottle of whatever it was that we had there, and I was like, "Oh no, it's it's all right," because she was kind of rubbing me up the wrong way. I didn't know her. Plus, I got cooties, and um, and then at that point, that's when she started punching me in the stomach whilst I'm trying to mix. And that's 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 insane, isn't it? Have you guys ever had anything like that? I've never been punched in the stomach by oh, a woman. Literally started punching me in the stomach. I've been punched a few times by Have women. You? Yeah, but more by women and by men and more at work than well, because, socially. Yeah. I got punched yeah. once in the face in the toothbrush um, when I wasn't DJing. At the time, you could sit on the front of the stage before the, the barriers were there. And this girl just walked up to me and said... If you ever fucking talk to her again like that, Darren, you fucking prick, I'll have you. And punch me in the face. <laughs> and I was like... Oh, Darren. <laughs> my name's not Darren. <laughs> Stu's new name. And, uh, and she was like, what? I went, I'm not Darren. And she went, do you go out with whoever it was? And I was like, no, I 
don't know what you're talking about. She was like, I'll be back in a minute. She just come back with like a beer for me. And she was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, which was nice because she was quite angry. But yeah, she did punch me right in the face. Fuck all. Bloody up. hell, mate. Yeah, it's, um, it's amazing the rage that go, go through women when they don't get their own way. Like on a, when it comes to music especially like it's i would say the complaint that i would have got the most late night so like post midnight is that the dj is shit yeah why is the dj shit well he's playing shit music well what what music would you rather he play oh you know like bieber that's a modern version but if you go back through the years you got more i'm sure at some point but that i'm sure at some point will young was the one that that, that they wanted playing but yeah it's um it's bizarre to think that You've got 300 people in your venue, and that one person should dictate what the what the, what the music yeah, is. Like they, that like, isn't the one that you have employed to do it. And yeah, like, like they think, like they think that they've that they know the answer, or it's that because it's, they want an experience. Selfish. They it's want an, selfish. an event, and even if you go, well, the other 299 people look, and they're all having a great time on the dance yeah. floor. Yeah. If it's not, if it's something that they're not necessarily familiar with, or will give an opportunity to get familiar with, no, nah, not interested. Yeah. It's it's mad that because like as a DJ, <laughs> when you're doing well, you're not just playing unless you're like a, a top billing DJ, right? Where people are coming to see you play your set. Yeah. If you're, for example, a resident DJ, right? And there's loads of wicked ones out there. And you quickly learn how to read crowds as a resident DJ. Even as a top billing DJ, you should be doing that to sure. an extent. Maybe you're, you need, you don't have to be as flexible because people are there to see you. Yeah. Um, but you've built up everyone dancing, right? You've, you've been looking, you're constantly looking at the crowd, looking at the vibe. And you're like, right, I'm going to take it here and here and here. So when you've got a, a party full of people, and this happens a lot at Lizards. Like I like to play drum and bass when I can get away with it, but not... Every time the lizard crowd wants to hear jungle yeah. the drum and bass, and around one or two o'clock they get more rowdy and they're more up for going crazy. It doesn't always go that way, but sometimes you'll build a crowd and whatever way you go, they're all really happy. And some will come up and I've had I've been playing strict like drum and bass for twenty thirty minutes and it's going off, it's going crazy in there. And someone comes up and says, um, and I think if they're going to request the drum and bass tune now. I'm ready to go. Like if it's a half decent one, I'm up for suggestions. And then they'll go, "Can you play?" Oh, honestly, can you play Beyonce? And I'm like, "Oh no, not at the moment." Look at look at everyone, and they're like, "Oh, you're a twat." <laughs> you think what the fuck? Like you, it's only you that wants it, or you want to be able to go and tell your mates, "Oh, he's going to play my song." That's mad. It's a mad, yeah, it's, mad situation. Um, but that is that harks back a lot of the time to the. The Hindu scenario mm. where it might be someone's party and that person at the party likes Beyonce and so someone feels duty bound to then yeah. come up and go, "You need." Well, it's really weird. We've got to stop this, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> I had a... Like, um, Ed's bought some... Obviously, we're talking about drinks, but do you want to introduce this drink? I will that- introduce this drink because I'm very proud to know this drink. Sorry to cut into you there, Stu. It's just I had a sip of that. Did you nearly- not see what happened when no, I had a sip? No, I did. Like, I was trying to have a conversation. You used to getting hold of each other. <laughs> and I was like, what's their problem? And then I've had a sip and then literally came in my pants. <laughs> so-, so I've got a, a, a good mate of mine, Tom Miller. Um, I want to say congratulations. He announced that he's having a baby today. Not him, his wife. Well so done, well done, well done, good luck. Um, anyway, he works for a company called Orchard Pig, which is what we're drinking now, and we're drinking the Reveler. 
And we're going to get to cider later on in my list. But this cider is possibly the best that I've ever drunk. It's fucking incredible. It's yeah. proper. Nice. I have not drunk cider for quite a few years. Yeah. And that is yeah. so fucking good. It's remarkable. And the reason why, wow. and I think I can sum it up very easily, it's more apple juice than water. Yeah. That's why. That's the, yeah, it's as simple as that, and it's just gorgeous. And you have a little sip, and I kind of wish now that I brought more around because I'd like to get a little oh, bit toasted on that. That's, but that's beautiful. It's, um, yeah, no, it's a really nice cider. We got this in cans from Tesco's, and oh, I, really? think, yeah, I think it was four for four pounds. So, oh my um, god! Yeah, it was good. But yeah, so um, yeah, so that that was it. It's Kurt, the the reason this is in my life is uh, is because of my good friend Tom Miller. I've known for years now. Tom Miller, thank you very much. Yeah, man. thank you very much, Tom, mate. You ledge. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway. So yeah. But no, I think that um, sort of to 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 round up what we were talking about. To justify it from the punter's point of view, some people don't get out much. Mm. So when they go out, they want to hear that music that yeah, they're listening to so in their, in their car so and, and, and in the hairdressers, in the bank, in the wherever they work, they want to listen to that when they're out. And yeah. they, they because they don't go out much, that dynamic isn't something that necessarily registers with them. No. And that, that, that is something that is, that is, is really hard to deal with because... Do- even as a DJ, I, I when buy I... a lottery ticket about every three years, and when I buy one and I don't you win, I just down. think like, "What? Yeah, yeah." But I, I How come I didn't win? This is my week. <laughs> it's so this true. Was my week. <laughs> but even as a DJ, when you first start, you go and practice in your bedroom. You go out playing all tunes in your bedroom, thinking this is going to be the best set anyone's ever heard. No one wants to hear your fucking shit music. Yeah. It's the it's the same, right? So it's only through practice you realise actually it's a collective thing you have to learn from. That so, cider yeah, is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah it no, is, it? It's, it's good. Um, yeah, Tom, send us four um, crates. Orchardpig.co.uk. And we ain't being paid to talk about this. No, like, no, my no. mate Tom is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's all right. It will lend us some money. We'll be fine. Mate. I like to have a nice, cool... It's not the first... I was acting when I acted like that was the first time I've ever had a bit of this. I like to have a nice sip of Orchard Pig whilst shaving. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. <laughs> from my new Harry's uh, I'm seeing Harry's everywhere by the way at the moment and their advertising is amazing I actually see an advert and it showed the two fellas whose voices we pretended to do on the uh, on our advert they got it on a tube and they've written shave on the knuckles oh Um, really yeah yeah they've got a V and an E on one finger but it's uh, yeah it's quite quite amusing listening to you two (laughs) yeah (laughs) doing your um, essentially BAFTA award winning (laughs) performance thank you very much yeah no Mm. it it was fantastic I didn't think it was that good, but it, I was being humble. But hearing other people say it was worthy of a, ba- a BAFTA, I yeah. mean, yeah, I'm, I'm the good, well the good. It was like yeah. the good, the bad, and the German. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> so you said your number four worst customers or trying times mer- merges somewhat into number three. Yeah. So why is that, and who is who is your number three, mate? There is a website, and this website has changed hospitality for. Ever, and that hmm. website is TripAdvisor, <laughs> and right. the uh, the the TripAdvisor complainer is my number three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. It was about three years ago, and I was running a place in Battersea called Bunga Bunga, and it was a great debaucherous party venue. It was three floors, Proper. bar, club, private dining, big downstairs restaurant, madness, absolutely madness. Love love it to bits. Would holds a dear place in my heart. And I got threatened by a customer with a website. <laughs> and I've never realised that a website was a special weapon before. Yeah. Well, I obviously 
you know, tried to placate this customer. I tried to do everything I could for this customer. I never realised what they meant until afterwards when they wrote a review about the uh, <laughs> the arrogant, knobbish general manager. Oh, no. Um, and our rating went down. Off the back of that, we had the customer relations department at a company on the phone trying to sort stuff out and trying to get this customer back on our side and so on and so forth. And the reason why I put this person or this 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 type of customer on the list is that TripAdvisor is something that is supposed to be there for you to be able to give an honest opinion on yeah. an experience. An honest opinion. Mm-hmm. Not a vindictive opinion, or a no. tainted, not a tainted opinion, yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. Uh, not anything that is that is negative, an absolute honest opinion. And unfortunately, that's not the way the world, and the the the, the way that the internet has has skewered the the ability to leave reviews on places is is unbelievable. See, I found that with with Facebook pages, yeah, and and reviews on them, that person, I, I wouldn't go on either any forum and leave a review generally. However... Even after your holiday? <laughs> no, I, mean, I haven't. I haven't, no. Um, I went on a podcast and told everyone how fucking shit it was. But um, but what I wouldn't... Where was I going with this? If you go out and you have a, a good night, you have a nice meal and then you go out to a club and you have a dance and you think, that oh, was a good night, you come home and then you get up and you go about your business. And I don't think it's necessarily at the forefront of your mind to think, I only went to like a restaurant and then a club. I'm not going to go on there and go, I had a great night last night. However, if you got removed from a venue or the service you didn't wasn't to the standard that you expected and then you complained and you didn't get what you was Come up expecting... Short. yeah. yeah. Then I think you're likely to go on there. From my experience of what I've seen, mm. people like to go on there and moan. People would love to fucking moan anyway, mm. don't they? Mm. But I think you're more than likely to go on something like that if you've got the hump than you are if you've just had a good night. If you've had an amazing night and you've been, you feel like it's been fucking spectacular, you will go on there and do it. But I think if you've just gone out and had a, an alright night or a good night, I don't think you're going to go on on social media or. Um, TripAdvisor and leave a four-star review and say, do you know what? I had a really good night last night. Mm. Like because no. it's just a night out. No, you're, it, that will be spread by word of mouth. Yeah, so. I think it's I think it's got even worse, and I'll explain why. Companies are so worried now, or venues are so worried now about their reputation, about their online reputation, and it's all interlinked with like Google Analytics and the way in which you're you're rated on Try Google and stuff like that. That if you've got if you're further down in the in the, in the pecking order, the, the worse it is for you. So you type in brunch in Brixton and obviously our goal doing brunch on a Saturday and Sunday is to be as close to the top as that search because yeah. that's how new people find out about it. Yeah, yeah. The worse your TripAdvisor is, the worse your Google rating is, the further down you're going to go. So if a customer is going to go and cuss you out on the internet, essentially tell the world how bad everything is it's not actually the words that matter it's the rating it's the rating mm. and it's the way where you lie on that internet thing so people now and this is a bit of an insider 
insider knowledge here. For, Get ready. Yeah. Behind the curtain. I did ask Chris listeners. to sort out a jingle for this, but he's, okay. he's fucked it up. Um, no, we're cutting it in. Are we cutting yeah, it in? Yeah, yeah. Um, this insider thing. If you want to get a free dinner out of someone, moan about them on the internet. Yeah. And it's terrible that the way that that's gone because it's very, it's become very insincere. And I have found that, especially over the last 18 months, there's been quite a big increase in terms of fraudulent TripAdvisor reviews. But because they're so important to your your yep. internet rating because of your SEO search options because of the way that you're perceived in the greater world, it matters massively. Mm. But when someone is willing to sit there in front of me and tell me that they're going to write a negative TripAdvisor review about them, the, the the way that my blood boils is unbelievable. Yeah. I just don't understand it. And I try and see good in everything and, and, and in every customer and try and make sure that they leave happier than when yeah. they come in. But if someone's willing to threaten you, it shows that the, the wider public now are uh, are doing that. It's really weird. I, when I was moaning about my holiday, obviously um, we was promised X amount of... Um, we, was, we was basically promised that we had a budget per day when they lost our luggage uh, on, if you haven't listened on a recent holiday, my luggage was lost. Um, but my family was told that we would be given X amount of money per day to purchase mm. clothes, toiletries, how and much? Stuff like how that. much was it per day? Um, it worked at um, £60 um, per case, and we had four of our luggages so, in two how cases. Many, so there was two cases, £120 for four of you. Yeah. So that's more than you spent in the last 10 years on clothes, isn't no, it? I thought you were being a little bit inquisitive there. You were just queuing out for a shit joke. Um, however, um, so we had to keep our receipts. Yeah. Like, and, and it was, and I, so I sent the receipts over and said, look, you know, can you process this? No response. No response. And I thought, oh, hang on, you promised us this. Someone and I went, just mention it on Twitter. So I was like, fuck it. So I just put, um, really disappointed with, um, the lack of response to our situation we recently had with blah 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 airlines um, within five minutes my phone was ringing mm-hmm. and I just thought fucking hell that's quite crazy mm. like but that's where it's worked positively and it, that's the, the benefits of it so legitimately I won't try to get something for nothing legit, that's it legitimately ben, you, you've had a bad time and it's just been that much quicker to get a resolution. It wasn't just a bad time. But yeah, it was it was it was the night what you know, holiday from hell, right? But it is that's it. It's like it's a benefit us having these things, but it's all abused. And luckily, Ed, our listeners aren't fucking scumbags, so no one's gonna be listening to this going, Oh, that's a way to get a free fucking meal. But we are seeing that. We're seeing that it was always a thing, right? It's always been a thing that if you're a dick at, in a restaurant, that people will give you something to shut up. I mean, I worked in complaints, but I worked at the Ombudsman dealing with complaints that were about mortgages, investments, pensions, insurance. It's next level shit when it gets to that sort of money. But it's always the same thing. Like, you've got to be careful how you manage the, the, the difficult customers. And within the Ombudsman service, they were most a bit better at dealing with these people who just want to shout and scream and, and be emotive than... There's no way the commercial industry filters people particularly very well. Because like you say, Ed, it's not about the rights and wrongs. It's about that number. And any idiot can put a one out of five or zero out of five stars. 
it's like Amazon reviews as well. Yeah, I, 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 I always read Amazon reviews and, and read, read the ones who give it 0 out of 5 stars or 1 out of 5 stars. Just to see, not because I think it's particularly very valid, just to see the utter bollocks that people... I, mean, the ones I thought the... it was perfect, but it was red and I thought it was a, more of a hue of orange, 1 star. Or usually it's not that, it's not that, it's not that anal. Usually it's more ridiculous, but man, that must make your blood boil. Yeah, I, I, it's bizarre. And then you've got to look after them and you get a note in your booking system because the lovely bookings department have put them in because they're trying to look after them because yeah. you've got to assume it's a genuine complaint. Sure. And they come sure. in and we had one the other day, some girl, she had the worst brunch ever. She had a bottle of wine or cocktail or something, whatever, spilled over her. No one cared for 20 minutes. You know, bollocks. Utter bollocks. But reservations department are there and they've got to try and make sure that the reviews are looked after and, and that people are happy. And yeah, and she came in and she came in with a guy that I'd previously told not to come back because he was making false complaints. I remember you just thought, yeah, yeah. This is wicked how Ed dealt with this. And, and just before we go into that, I think there, there might be some kind of need and gap in the market that qualifies these sort of trip advisor things. Much like we used to do in the Ombudsman, when you build character profiles, when you read complaints, you can very quickly, like, you, you should never write off anything anyone says. And because there might be someone who's really furious, terrible at communicating, but they've got a really good point about what went wrong in their life. But there's also people where the complaint isn't what they're, the, the issue isn't about what they're complaining about. The issue is there's something they're unhappy about that could be well out of your control in their life. But what they're doing is complaining because in some way that makes them feel better. But there's no way at the moment of really gauging this. And this seems like it's going out of control. So pretty, I do think there's prick a... Prick advisor. Prick advisor. You, there needs to be nice. some kind of way of, of, of helping these companies validate Complaints, but anyway, how Ed handled this stew was was, was really wow. quite funny. Okay, can right. I can well, I say before I before I get into this guy that the nuts are lovely stew. <laughs> what are they? Um, Glasson bought them round. You bought them round for the love beer night, didn't you? Nice, I sure did. Well, very I'm roasted. Sure. Not, we've not got round of them yet. Yeah, so we've got honey nice. roasted cashews and, uh, and they're 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 my favourite kind of coating nuts. Marmite cashews. Marmite cashews. Um, salted caramel milk stout. No? Normal lager or something. Well, I've got um, normal lager. I've got Carlsberg clusters or bottles of. Uh, mm. I'll have one Recor- of them. Oh, yeah, Thank you. No, thanks, mate. I'm still working my way through this little puppy. So, on a Tuesday night, we look after our, our local. Um, our local people, um, and um, and we sort them out with uh, with fifty percent off because very much about neighbourhood and the whole reason why we've had we've had good success is by looking after our our neighbourhood people. And so yeah, we've got totally. these key rings and and we look after them. And we make sure that we that we do everything that we can for them and then give them half off their bill. Yeah. So every week we'd have this couple come in and they were on they had the key ring. They'd have the same food every single week. They complained about the same thing every single week. And, you know, we'd look after them. We'd replace the, the thing that they were complaining about. And then they bag it up and they take it away with them. And this was fine a couple of times because you think, you know what, we might have messed up a couple of times. Third week, supervisor's kind of cotton onto it. Fourth week, restaurant manager's cotton onto it. 
It was all the same things that the wings were too cold, the wings were too spicy, the wings weren't crispy enough, the wings this, that, and the other. So we come Why is she ordering the fucking wings then? Well, this was my point. So we get to week five, and it happened again. I wasn't there on week five, and I yeah. said, look, next time it happens, let me know. I'll go up and I'll have a little chat with them. I went up and had a chat after he did it again on week six. <laughs> and I started my conversation with saying, is everything all right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, wings are, you know, wings are a bit cold. I was like, okay. It's just a bit weird because, you know, it's like sixth week now out of about eight or nine that you've come in here and you've, you've ordered. Did they look rumbled then? Or? He, he looked like shit. Like, okay, right, we've been cotton on to here. And he comes and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, like they're just, they're just cold. It's just not good enough. And I was like, no, no, that's fine. But if I go somewhere, like, you know, if it's something shit once, fine. I'll, you know, I'll let them off. If I'm seeing something shit twice... Then I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go there again. You know, it's it's that yeah, simple. Yeah. But he kept yeah. doing it, kept doing it. And I just said to him, I said, I think that you're playing on our generosity a little bit because you know that we want to look after everybody in here, and if we're not up to standards, then that's it. And he stood up, <laughs> squared right up to me, and he gave it a big one. And he was like, "You don't know who I am. You calling me a scrounger? Are you saying that I'm a spun? You know, you saying that I'm trying to take liberties and stuff?" And I was like, Look, "You know, there's no need to do this, that, and the other. Calm down." people in the restaurant now you know when everything goes silent all, all, on, yeah. all you can hear is the music and you can't hear any forks and knives going you can't <laughs> hear any plates clattering nothing and it was uh yeah and 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 he essentially got rumbled basically but it all ties into this TripAdvisor thing and that we're in a we're in a very competitive market we're in a very competitive place that you know restaurants bars pubs are all shutting all the time because they're not got the amount of trade that's coming in and it's people like this that are coming in that are playing the system. And I think that on one part of it, fine. Fair play to you. Get away with it as much as you can, but realise that you're doing something immoral. Yeah. And it's the ones that are the ones that aren't being like that. And it and it just bemuses me. But I'm sure that there was a reason behind it and I'm sure that there was something to do with it. But he got caught out that time. Did he chill? He didn't chill. Um, I told him that, you know, that whatever you've ordered today, I'm not going to charge you for it. Just finish your dinner and get out and, you know, don't come back again very politely. No, 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 I'm going to pay for my dinner. No, well, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a freeloader on it and this, that, yeah. and the other. What, do you think he paid for his dinner? Yeah, of course not. <laughs> of course, course he didn't. No, he got him bowled out of there. And, yeah, it was, um, just comes back to the customer's king yeah. and the customer's always an arsehole. And handling it like that was a bit of class and saying, well, this one's free. Not even trying to debate the money on it because yeah. you know that's where he wanted to go the fact he didn't fucking pay proves of the point that's that's really yeah. tragic it is a shame and, but like you say Ed it's so easy to sit here and say well you know well, freeloaders or whatever if that's a family that's starving imagine that's a family who's got no money no t- not two shits to rub together yeah. I don't know why you'd rub two shits together um, but if you've got no money and you're desperate for food I get you'd any human being will do anything, right? But come on, man! Like, if you are that desperate, would you be rolling into Ed's place and doing that, like, or or or, or 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 continually doing it? And also, I, you know, was did he look like that poor? No, no, exactly. It's like people who are just trying it on. I think the shame is, is that we're at a point where shame has overtaken honesty. And I think that were someone to, to come in and say, I'm a bit tight up, any chance you can chuck a little bit extra on that platter for us? You know, that kind of thing. Mm. They're up front with it, and they're honest about it. Chances are, 
you're going to look after them. Mm. Yeah, or they don't even have to say they're a bit hard up. A little cheeky wink and a smile and a bit yeah. of banter yeah, with yeah, the waitress. Yeah, exactly. or Something the, like uh, that. You look that after gives them. you miles, doesn't yeah. it, yeah. man? Like, even when you were talking about, <laughs> when you were talking about Dorman earlier and, and, and people coming up going, oh, I work in promotion or whatever... I've walked into clubs for free that I've not known anyone there just because a general, not saying that yeah. I, I, I do that, but general knowing how to be courteous. Be it's courteous. The, it's the underhandedness that is hurting a lot of venues now and hurting a lot of businesses. And, and I think it's a real shame because I, I, do, I do like to believe that we're all just there to make people's lives better. Yeah. You, know, you, you put on lizards and run a brush and all that just to, just to put a smile on people's faces and I don't think that punters realise that. I think that they, I think that they really want to have that getting one over on you. I mean, don't, for, don't let's not let's not ignore the fact we do want to earn money out of the fucking thing. Of like, course, I'm, but there's you can do that alongside of, of, course, of being a totally. being that, a decent, reputable, you know, compassionate, definitely operator. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you as a promoter, I had an event recently. Um, that's not necessarily that cheap to get him. Um, I say not that cheap. It's fifteen quid, right? right. So to me, that's that's that's, that's, that's pretty. Decent, that's it's, decent money. It's yeah. pretty lumpy. Yeah. You know, when you think lizards is a fiver. Yeah. Um, I never done anything at the Queen of Hoxton that was any more than seven quid. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> it's a spearmint rhino or something like <clears throat> that. No, that's a twenty pounds entry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the thing is, on that event, I know lots of people that come there. And so I try not to be on the front door because I get that situation where people are like, oh, it's you. And it makes me feel awkward because I feel like they're my friends. Not necessarily my friends. Like, like Don't point at me when you say my friends. We're not that close. Sorry. Um... Yeah, but do you know what I'm saying? Of like, course I do, mate. Yeah. And uh, and then they're like, all right. And I'm like, all right. And there was quite, it happens a lot, and there's quite a lot of them. And then they're like, oh, no, it's just like a few of my mates. And like, and I think to myself, well, at the end of the night, I'll go, right, okay. So I let, say, 20 people in tonight. And I would say maybe three of them. I would say, a, a friends. Yeah. Friends. like You'd buy them a pint. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of them are not. And I think, so what's, off the top of my head, what's 18 times 15? You've you got the degree in economics. Well, yeah, it's 180, isn't it? Right. It's 270. So after, sorry, sorry, Chris, I, I, I didn't get a first, but I did get that right. So I've just, thrown, I, I've just given 270 quid to someone. And I just think... If I would have, you know, how many of them would give that up on their job mm. in a night? And you think, that's a lot of money. That's like, you know, I could take my kids out for the next three weekends and have dinner and cinema and, and, and you know, and, and do loads of stuff with that. Fill my car up with petrol a few times mm. and, and, you know, that's a lot of money. But it is weird that in hospitality, people think that it, it's not the same. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's, it's because it's not Absolutely. tangible. Because that, like, it's, experience it, isn't tangible. It's not like they've come up to you and said, "Right, can I have um, fifteen pounds worth of food? Can I have a main meal for free?" It's can I walk from here 
five yards yeah, yeah. to here yeah. where there's music. There's no appreciation of the risk. That's but, involved. you know, if, if, if I worked in a bank, I wouldn't walk in and go, oh, give us 15 quid. Give us a better interest rate. Like, yeah. <laughs> so and like, but in, in hospitality, people kind of think that if you don't do that, you're a bit of a wanker. Yeah. And it's like, well, as much, and it's the same with promoters, with bands. Like bands always give promoters a hard time. And, and I'm not suggesting that some promoters are wankers to bands, but a promoter, it, it's a job. And, and if that's your livelihood, all you're trying to do is pay your bills and support your family. Mm. And, and, it, and it, yeah, I think they're easy targets. And, and I just find that that whole thing with hospitality of like, I'll oh, sort that. And it's like, well, okay. Like, and, and I've never said no really that much to people because I just think, oh, it's a good night. So Whenever I, I, I go up and drop your name at any of your clubs, they never let me in. Yeah, well, that's because I've told them. <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> specific <laughs> rule. Yeah. That one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a picture. But it is weird, isn't it? With yeah, like yeah. guest lists and things like that. And what I generally find as well, with guest lists and, and things like that, where people cause the most scene and I will look at them and I'll think right you're moaning now because you've got to pay six quid to come in this nightclub you're probably 20 years older than most of the people in this nightclub and your watch is probably worth about 15 grand and you're moaning about paying six quid to come in here because you feel a bit embarrassed because you promised your girlfriend there that you can just walk straight in yeah and I just think fucking hell like it's six quid I, I always struggle with things like that. I just yeah. think I would never walk up somewhere and just go, oh, mate. Uh, uh. Do you know what? A lot of our close mates as well will want to pay. All mates are like, no, fuck, fuck that. It's your club yeah. night. Do you know what well, I mean? You have to have an argument. Friends, aren't you? You, you end up having an argument with the people you want to give it to for free. They're the ones you end up arguing about letting them in. Yeah. And other people are like trying to get in on the yeah. on the on the cheap, and you've met them like once or twice. It's, it's, the, it's the fact that there's nothing tangible behind it and they don't it see that. it as that's that. Totally it. it's, yeah, it's, that's it's, it. It's, it's as simple as that. It's very strange. Um, but it is a mindset that people are entering with that, yeah. oh yeah, my mate runs this here. We're all right. Yeah. And, that, and more often than not, them three guys that or girls that that guy or girl is with. You've never met. You've never met. And then you're kind of sort of, again, peer pressured into like, yeah, can you sort us out? It's like, yeah. You've got the right, you've got the right money. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's fine, and I think that I've, I've... But why should it be awkward? Because it's a job, and you wouldn't do that in any other... But they don't see it as that. Yeah. You don't go into, again, going back to you know what we what we spoke about earlier, you don't go into Boots a little bit tipsy. Yeah. You don't go into, you know, you don't go into that... <laughs> Speak it, for yourselves. They're seeing it as... <laughs> they're, going, they're, they're going into something that it is a person-to-person business rather than a person to business business like if you work down the bank or if you work in in boots i'm not going to come and have that baraka for nothing because there's a price in yeah, front of it and yeah. i know that that's the price and yeah you know i'm, I'm not going to come and get a mortgage from you because there's a there's a percentage yeah, it's yeah, all clearly yeah, laid course, out yeah. you've got to do some stuff this is just a handshake and a, and a walk through the door and it, it's awkward yeah it's very very awkward but i think that the people that survive and the you know Lizards has been going well because you've 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 put together a good business model. Mm. You've put together something that people want to go to. Yeah, mates turn up. It's pretty simple to get on the get on the list for for lizards and to to yeah. get that little bit of discount. You're very open about it. You're very 
And I would say that the majority of your mates want to do it. I know that when I've come down, I've always asked, and it's the same as when you've come down to you know wherever I am, and you you've asked. It's that yeah. you have that sort of level of relationship with people, but that's don't, the the side basically of it don't expect. Yeah. and it's the people don't who don't ex- don't expect. That's the thing yeah, though. Yeah. You blind people are blindsided by that because they they they've not thought that through. You know, or the the other side of this is people who. No, it's a little bit that there is like a lot getting of time, a free. It's they're bu- drunk. It's get, as simple but as that. also getting a free Barocca out of boots isn't the sort of thing it's that makes easy. you. It's easy. Yeah, well. exactly. Wear Carl Carney jeans from the nineties <laughs> um, and then travel to the future and uh, still Barocca. Yeah. Um, you can't. There's nothing sexy about that. There's nothing you're gonna no. go and tell your mates about. Oh, my mate works in boots. He hooked me up. Fucking, <laughs> he hooked me up a Barocca and see a Mill Deal. The tablets I got this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. But going to a club and walking in for free, it feels good. Of course, there is it something feels sexy good. About that, it yeah. is. Like, you know, it, it feels yeah. good to do that. Whether like you with your mates and you hook your mates up, or whether or not you with a date or a girlfriend. So there is something I can totally understand why people want to do that. Yeah, yeah. But it's just the whole like, uh, you know, piss taking. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Shall we go on to drinks? Yeah. Mm. Number three. Number three is an interesting one. Number three is champagne. Okay. I will challenge you to think of a time where you've drunk champagne, where you've not been celebrating something. Oh, no. I would challenge you to think, well, maybe not you, warm champagne (laughs) alone in a shower after a horrible (laughs) night out in Basildon doesn't count. No, honestly. Casino Royale. 
I've got I've got um, a particular friend who buys champagne compulsively. Well, then that's that's disappointing. But for me, for me, it is. I have only ever had the best times when drinking champagne, and it has been bought because of a reason. It has been bought because of a because of a because of a celebration, or it's been drunk because of a reason, or drunk because Mm. of a celebration. I think that it's something that we've maybe lost a little bit of late because of prosecco. Yep. I think that the the prosecco culture is fantastic because people can drink That's fizz. What that and keg over there is. That keg of prosecco. Holy nice. Shit. <laughs> so you have gone full tilt. Um, I don't drink it. Yeah. Nice. Um, but it's you know I, I think that champagne is something that has forever been 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 drunk to. It's synonymous to with celebra- it, yeah. It's synonymous with celebration. I think graduations and birthdays and anniversaries weddings, and yeah. weddings and and it's something that. Particularly in this culture and in Britain and in, in the way that we consume champagne, it is it is held in that in that high regard and yeah, like I said, prosecco has maybe taken a big chunk out of the market. So I think it's a it's a bit of a shame that prosecco has maybe replaced a lot of celebrations because it kind of gives it a little bit of a false um, a false pop for want of a you know better phrase. <laughs> Um, or not, um, but yeah. So I think that, that that champagne is something that we have had in in our culture to celebrate things for for so long. And it doesn't have to be the most expensive bottle or the, or the cheapest bottle or anything. It's just that no. symbolism of champagne. I don't yeah. know how you boys feel about that, but it's. Um... I definitely think that symbolism's there. I remember celebrating my twenty first and then sticking twenty pence coins in the champagne in the corks, and I've still got those. Yeah. I think there's that degree of tradition with it. And on and off, I like champagne. I'm not a huge fan of it as a drink. And I think that's what holds me back on it. I think it feels good, but I think that's a little bit like that exclusivity and it's because it's reserved for special occasions. And that's what's cool about champagne. That's what I like is is when you reserve it for special occasions. And I guess when when I said that I don't like champagne, it's because a friend of mine pulls that out at any moment in time and it's really him getting his dick out. If you know what I mean, you know, he's trying to flash his money. Around. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that I don't really like. I, I think that, you know, when you go to a lot of these clubs now, not the clubs that we do, but when I, I might get invited to a birthday, I might find myself at a club night because of, you know, my friends and whatnot. And, you know, some of them I had different tastes to me and I'm still going to go to their birthday. Fuck it. But I'll end up in a venue and it's those sort of venues where, Having champagne is seen as some kind of like cool a status. thing, and it's like you're walk, you're on a club, you're on a dance floor with a bottle of champagne, and it's a really hot dance floor, and there's nothing worse than warm champagne. That that to me, I hate that trend now. That really makes me sad because it's cheapening everything that you're saying is really great about champagne. Is well, when it my, is that. My mate went to Marbella, and she was telling me that um, she went to some club kind of exclusive thing I guess and and some dickhead was there that was worth fortunes and bought the most expensive bottle of champagne they had the DJ stopped the music and kind of drew everyone's attention to him and said that he's just spent 20 grand or whatever on this bottle of whatever champagne to which he popped the cork and stood there and poured it all over the floor while everyone cheered and like I hate that, man. And I just thought, I just want to punch your fucking face yeah. in. Like, it made me so angry. And like, and I just, I can't comprehend that culture. 
I can't comprehend why people would think that was cool. Why would you waste that when, when you know? I, I'm a, I'm obviously a liberal and a bit of a lefty. I mean, you wouldn't get it from some of my often right-wing arguments that I, I put to I'm you I'm not guys, suggesting go and give it to charity. That's the obvious no, thing no, to no, say. No, but, but it's, it's, it's crazily wasteful. And, you know, when I was talking about that recruitment firm that I worked for and they were making silly money and they were making silly money and it was easy money, all they had to do was fuck people over. And, you know, when you just think, Jesus Christ, man, like, uh, sometimes I see them as the kind of people who are the ones who would just be, like, just dashing it everywhere. Like, it means nothing to them. They, you know, they, they've not earned it in a particularly great way, not a particularly ethical way, and they spend. Yeah, but it if in you're detached from that value, I think you're detached exactly. from reality. Exactly. And like, because you're unaware that all of these kids that have probably already bankrupt at like twenty that have spent all their money going to Marbella on designer clothes and and paid to have a bottle of Belvedere in whatever fucking club they're in. Are they not aware that all of these kids that have done that are standing there looking at this fucking geezer that's pouring a bottle of champagne over the floor and just thinking, you total bellend. Like, but are you that the, detached from that? The sadness is, what what really makes me sad about our culture, and we see this a lot in, in, in music as well, is that they're actually worshipped and idolised for doing it. It's like that whole culture of like money. I've got money. I've got so money. I've got you, money. Where do you stand on what's his face? Dan Bazillion. What's his fucking name? Bill Zarian. Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Have that's... you listened to him on Joe Rogan? I, I thought he came across really well. Yeah. He, like, he, I, think, he did. I, I think he, he came across really well on Joe Rogan, and I thought it was a uh, it was very interesting hearing how he'd you know he'd done his bit, and then with the poker, and then building it up, and then that didn't just... ring true with me. I I got to take him at his word because I think that. That He's was the bit gone. that I questioned, that well, how quickly that... he went from having no money coming out of the army and then all of a sudden yeah. was playing poker for like mega money. But I think that if he's if if, if we're going to take it at his word, let's look at it, mm. not arguing that point, but let's, let's, let's look at it, taking yeah. it at his word. He's gone and lived that lifestyle that is, unfortunately, now quite revered. Yeah. And I think that he's gone and he's done it and he's, Having the nice champagne, he's having the nice cars, he's having the nice women, he's having the the nice lifestyle, and he's doing it like that. But at least he is doing it in a way that is not necessarily conceited. He's doing it in a right. Well, I've got this, and I'm going to flaunt it, and I'm yeah, going yeah, yeah. to go with it. And when it's done, it's done. Yeah. Um, there was elements of that where it almost felt like he'd been spat at the other side anyway. Yeah. Right. It sounded like he was a little bit kind of disillusioned with some of it it was strange that because Joe Rogan's so measured and yeah. because he comes across as as, as, as as a relatively intelligent bloke and yeah. and, and and at least knowledgeable on, on many different yeah. areas and it was kind of like Bill Zerian fell out of his depth a little bit oh without a shadow like, and it was it was nice to see that he still had that ability to be like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah I yeah. think that for what you were referring to earlier about the Marbella bloke, and the Marbella bloke is very much like the the West End, um, yeah. Southwest London, you know, North of the River. Those that, that 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 sort of area is 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 very much in the sense that there are a lot of people there that don't have that humility and don't have that ability, and do ruin the notion of what I was alluding to earlier about how champagne is something to be celebrated yeah. because a celebration for them is selling a. Twelve million pound house in 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 Kensington. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's great. You're still an estate agent. You know, you're still you're still going through the grind mm. every day and stuff, and I appreciate that you want to celebrate it, but you don't need to be quite so vulgar. I went to Saint Tropez last year. Um, I got very fortunately taken by a fantastic company, Berkman Wines. Um, I was with the the you know people in my company and and it was a great time and we went and we had we went to the Euro 16 we went to the Marseille game we drove down we went to Pamplon we tried all the rosé we went to Bagatelle on the beach in San Tropez we had all this great time and everything was lovely and everything still had a semblance of class a semblance of yeah. the Riviera a semblance Sorry. of you know we were there on a trip and we were there having a celebration and it was fantastic until we got to San Tropez and we got to the VIP rooms and as much as we had a great time we had a great time people watching and it really upset me a little bit there's a beautiful um a beautiful champagne that was that was flying around the club and and it was uh it, it was it was a real eye-opener to me that there the the impetus wasn't necessarily on what they were drinking it was what other people could see yeah because it was it was Belle Epoque. it was beautiful. It was two thousand and four, and it was in Magnum bottles. And again, I have no issue with Magnums. I have no issues no. with Jeroboam's, Nebuchadnezzar's, anything. But the fact that they had now all the beautiful flower artwork on these bottles were in neon, <laughs> and, and they yeah. were in this LED. And I just thought, and yeah. it was just such a shame, and it became, it made everything vulgar, and it made yeah. everything vapid, and it was just, it was just horrible. And classless, it was classless, because, and it was such a shame because, because I'm, I'm fortunate in the sense that, you know, I live with. Well, you've met Abe, my, my, yeah. my housemate. He's, yeah, a, he's a dude. He's a bit of a dude, and he's a, you know, he's a, you know, a, a sommelier of the future, and you know, runs a wine shop down in Fulham and stuff, and. I get to learn a lot of stuff around him, and he was the one I, was, I alluded to earlier. We were watching um, Casino Royale, and in Casino Royale, after the beach scene where Ali Berry comes out of the beach mm-hmm. and stuff, Daniel Craig's in a hotel, and he rings up the uh, the concierge or the reception or whatever it is, and he asks them to send off a bottle of Bollinger Grand Danae. Well, we're sitting there because this was the first time that Abe had moved to Oxford, and me and my mate Rob and Abe, and we'd had a smoke, and we'd had, a, you know, we're in in good spirits, and we were there drinking Bollinger <laughs> Grand and A, and we were having yeah. a celebration because Abe had moved down and he yeah, was yeah, drinking yeah. it, and it was that created, you know, that, yeah. that 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 spirit and that experience experience that we were having, yeah, and it was great, and I've learnt so much from him, and I've had so many fantastic champagnes because of him, because of, you know opportunity discount you know also knowledge and guidance yeah wanting to celebrate but to then go to somewhere that in your mind the french riviera is the classy place is the place where Mm. you you go and you drink these things and this is where you do sip on champagne where you drink the rosé wine where you do that and to have it all sort of not crushed because i had a great time yeah people watching but just to see the other side of it in such a concentrated cheapened state was yeah was a frustration do you you guys think it's like because people they want to get from a to z so quickly they want to go from nothing and then they want to be flashing their cash and and looking like they're cool being seen to enjoying and drinking the most expensive things when really they're not they don't really know what they're doing or drinking I think it's like it's almost like that fame thing. It's it's more important to be seen to be famous than it yeah. is to be famous because you did something worthwhile. Yeah. So there's this big, like you said, vapid. There's this hollow gap mm. between 
you know, what you are at now to where you want to be and you're just flashing some money around yeah. and you don't really know what you're doing with it. And I think we all as human beings do similar things to one extent or another, but it is getting, it's getting more that way. Mm. So class, things that are classy are becoming cheapened by people who aren't really appreciating we, we, that we, experience. We, we live in Essex and, and we're very guilty. A lot of people in Essex are very guilty of that. You know, I think there's, there's you know, we live, we live where they make Towie and like, and that's the, the pinnacle of it, isn't it? That is, that demographic that is shown to be great and kids are buying into that, that it's it's cool to, you know, to not work, I don't think. They work? I don't know. I've never seen a show. They, know, they don't show them on the show doing any work. No, yeah. no. It's like yeah. Chelsea. That's it's basically it's basically a conversation about who they fancy. Yeah, and, and then... Every conversation. Not, and it's still, it's still fascinating because I'm a human being. I'm always going to dial into those sort of engagements. But also, it's very obvious when you're only talking about that. It's like... Fuck man, how, how long? How I long each at, day do we talk about who someone said something about someone else, and it was about someone who fancies them? That's not life. That's I worked at Sugar. Right? I worked at Sugar for quite a while um, before the current owner had it. Um, you saw you had done the aftershaves in the toilet. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what yeah. brought him the whiffing. Like, that's it. Yeah, um, yeah. Offered pleasure. To uh, to those that were there, and a spray of tube, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> or cool water. <laughs> um, but I remember um, the second night, the West Ham fucking youth team or whatever team it was, like turned up, and they were all spoiled kids that had a very shit grasp on reality, and obviously had a lot of money, and. They all come in and I watched them all, one at a time, walk up there. They must have been about 18. And all bought a bottle of champagne with this big wad of notes that they all had. And literally was wandering around with that wad of notes in one hand and a bottle of champagne in the other. And I thought, I'm old enough to remember the joke that was loads of money. Mm. Loads of money. You're that. And you're walking around drinking a bottle of champagne that you don't even know what you've just bought. But you've just gone. I'll have a bottle of champagne because you yeah, yeah. look good. And and you're all walking no around, yeah. and you and you're all walking around the same. I had no idea how fucking ridiculous they looked, yeah. and like they just looked like absolute fucking tools. But they 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 thought they looked the shit, mm. and and I'm sure that there was lots of people in there that also thought they looked the shit. And I just think we're in a bad fucking place when people aspire at that. To be fair, I've gone home with a few guys. They've got had oh, hands yeah. hands full of cash and yeah. bottles of champagne. Of so course. you've not been allured to that. No, I understand yeah. that. I think the sad thing for me is 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 to is to go back to you know, to the start of the chat and it's the the fact that the the celebration's been stripped out of it. Absolutely. So for me, the reason why I wanted it on the list is because I only see it as a celebration. As a toast. I think that's, yeah. that, that's why it that's makes a it a really... I did not think we'd discuss champagne at such depth. No. And it's, it's so true. It's like more of a toast than it is a... a Gets me fucking a drunk as well. Mm. Oh, man. I get I get that. I get a headache within... Like, I, I drink it. I honestly get giggly and stupid. 
which you know when do you tell the difference but yeah. I do feel that and then the ha- that hangover hits me even while we're out yeah if, I, if, I, if there's a period where I'm not drinking champagne it slows down that hangover that dry head yeah throbbing that, that just hits me what do you, you know? do just like think right I'll knock it on the head now and go home <laughs> that's exactly what I should do yeah should do yeah shall we move on yeah so shall we what do you want to do now do you want to do another drink or do you want to go into your number two worst customers well I think that we'll do another drink yep because again I'm looking through this list and I'm thinking that the number two and number one of the customers are all very similar people so I think that if we go drink ease into the customers and then finish off with a drink okay sounds good so what is your number two so my number two drink is um, is cider Sweet. And um, we've alluded to my favourite cider earlier, which I which I brought mm. around, which is the the Orchard Pig. And it is um, fucking fine and dandy. Yeah, it is wow. Lovely, isn't it? Fucking yeah, hell. Really nice. I'm sure that um, Tom Tom Miller is gonna sort us out with some free crates because of all the plug-in. <laughs> um, but I um, yeah, I think cider. The reason why I like it so much is I just love the summer. And cider in summer is something that that, that really means a lot to me. And you know the the. The fact that you can have a drink that I seem is so perfect in that sun, in that beer garden, in that, on that terrace, on in your, you know, at home in the garden is it, it's something that's quintessentially British. And as much as I'm not trying to, you know, trying to say that it is only British, there's not many other countries that that drink. No, it. what other countries are big on cider then? I'm not too sure. How about, there the are U- any that, uh, how about Oz? I mean, the US must surely. I've not seen. I've not really. seen anyone drinking. No, cider it's, a very, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very British Isles centric drink. And I think that you look at you know companies as trying to muscle in on the market. We're, we're currently drinking a a record league now, but they they haven't gone hammer and tongs at the apple market. They've tried to do something different. Copperberg is another one. What's that? Sidri? Sidri? Well, that's Stella. What's that? Um, Cider. So that's, yeah, that's Stella oh, yeah. Cider. It's Again, it's a it's a take on a cider as opposed to something that is, um, you know, brewed and made and, and produced and drunk here. And, and I think that, you know, we're quite fortunate in the... Uh, Whips out a can. We're quite, um, we're quite fortunate here that we that we've got quite a lot of different ranges and, and variations of it. You've got your scrumpy, you've got you know which is quite a flat cider. Um, then you you go through your orchard pig, which is a, a kind of hybrid. Yeah. Um, as we were saying earlier, we we're alluding to the amount of apples that they put in it, and then you you know you can go all the way through to your your, your more standard fare, your strongbows, your blackthorns, your Stouffer presses, that kind of stuff. Adelstons. Adelson's, yeah, that's nice. I mean, we're in a fortunate position that that we can drink it year round. We can have it. Um, we can have it whenever we want because because mm. we are so so blessed with it. I've um, never had a, a, a Stella. Has it pronounced? Has it pronounced? Cedra. I think the the, the Ponzi guy off the advert told me it was Cedra. I've never I've never sold it. So. Um, it's all right. That's yeah. really nice. It's been rattling around in there. Someone bought it around. It's been rattling around in my fridge for fucking months. But uh... I, I find that really nice. I'm I'm not a huge fan of cider, and I wonder if um, I think like lager. I think when you had that relationship with an alcohol that you, you linked to growing up, it's a bond. And I can totally see what you're saying about cider. I have that with certain lagers in the in the sunshine, <coughs> linked to festivals. <clears throat> But you're right. <clears throat> I think we're lucky now with the, the absolute variety of cider that we have. That there's loads there. I've just tried that Stella one. That's really nice. Recorder League is great. Copperberg is, in the sense of 
to me, they're very easy for me as someone who doesn't like the really dry ciders, mm. you know, like the Strongbow and that. Like, I've never yeah. really been able to get into. Oh, um, yeah, I've kind of always struggled. But Record League is, to me, what um, Hooch... Hooch was to us as kids, you know, that sweet alcoholic beverage. I can only but drink so much is so much better. Yeah, I can only drink so much sweet and then I just think... As kids, you've got a higher tolerance for it. I can't really t- hit Record League now, but I could drink that cedar. Yeah. How's it pronounced? Cedra. Cedra. Yeah. I think it's yeah. nice that we've got a, 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 a... It's essentially just fermented fruit. Yeah. That's what it is and that's, <clears> the, that's, that's, that, that's, how it's, that's how it's come about, but... There's an interest in it enough that pubs and bars are putting some effort into what they're getting. I think mm. if you look at even five years ago, you are looking at Blackthorn Strongbow. Yeah. Hold on. And, and then, you know, they're the, the, the kind of a token yeah. gesture. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Even, you know, companies like Aspel's now that have been yeah. doing a 5.5 cider for years, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're now doing a 4% cider so people, oh, really? so people can session it. Yeah. And yeah. so people can actually drink it as their drink of choice rather than a, oh God, the lager's filling me up a little bit, but yeah. I want to carry on drinking pints. I mean, the reason that I got into cider is because I can't drink beer on volume. It's the yeah. whole, you know, one of the Too main... gassy. Well, it's just, I don't know. It's just I think maybe the gassy, maybe the volume of the the actual, the lager itself, and yeah, I can't work out why. But when it's been pints and when it's been sessioning pints, it's always been cider for me. And right. I think that it's um, maybe harks back to the fact that I've got a sweet tooth. Maybe yeah. harks yeah. back to the to the fact that it's it's an easier drink to go down for me. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, it's synonymous with a lot of things that I really enjoy. And, you know, that's the beach, that's cricket, that's yep. the summer, mm. that's, that's lots of it. Again, it's all sort of tied into, tied into positivity experience. And, and experience. And, and that's, that, that's where drinks should be. And yeah, that's totally I think where drinks should if be. You, yeah. If you've got, if you got like a, if I, if you could say your number one moment drinking cider, is there any, any standout experiences you've had? I would say that I've got um, Etienne de Cressy at Global Gathering in 2007. <laughs> wow. That was pretty special. So this was... Um, Global Gathering 2006 was the first time I went. Right. Blew my mind. I was 20. You know, I thought it was great. And, you know, <laughs> smoked a bit of smoked a bit of the ganja again. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> mum. But, um, yeah. And then the following year, um, went there and, and remember quite distinctively having a can of cider going into the Etten de Cressy tent and he was one of the first people that did visual DJ sets not DJ Yoda cut and paste that kind of stuff yeah. but more actually building blocks stuff yeah, that went yeah, along yeah, with yeah, the yeah. music not not I adore Yoda but not the gimmicky yeah, cult, cut yeah. and paste yeah. the actual full on visual stuff and I remember just being a little bit stoned and watching this stuff and just being there for half an hour, not yeah. necessarily dancing, but just drinking this kind of this can of cider and, and just going it. for it. And I think it was even a Bulmers. And I don't particularly like Bulmers right. and yeah. Magnus and Gamers and that right. kind of that's that's all a little bit too sweet for me. But I remember I remember drinking that. And then the other one, I went on a holiday, um, not the summer, just um not last summer, the summer before, down in Portugal. And, uh, and they sell Summersby over there, which is a very sugary cider. Not necessarily particularly sweet if you drink it over ice, but a very summer. And I just remember being there with my mate Malik and my brother, just played the best round of golf that I've ever played. And just, 
afterwards being around the pool with my best mate and my brother and just having a cider, sun's out, I know I'm getting a tan, I know I've had a good day, I know I'm going to have another good day tomorrow, not a care in the world, not a worry in the world and it's just that drink that you can drink whilst you're doing it and yeah, it was. Um, it's 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 a nice it's a nice place to be when you're That's in that. That's a really in good approach to drinking it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really like the the attachment to yeah. positivity. Well, yours, we, we yours see is so the... much bollocks. Yeah, that yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah. That we that we have to. I, well, I say we. I have to latch on to that, otherwise mm. I'm just going to see the worst in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's nice, and mm. my, so, my, when we get to my number one, you'll realise. I think you'll realise why. Yeah, it's um, a very so, healthy okay. relationship with alcohol. Yours is normally crying in a skip, isn't it? Drinking yeah. meths. Yeah, yeah, just want to end cold it. calling people. Just cold calling. <laughs> with a yeah, a with a phone yeah. box. Yeah, is that Malik? I met Malik, and I. Mm. He's a dude, man, you and your bro. From, um, when we went. Golf in the over Christmas, you yeah, come yeah, back in the cab. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, good boy. Um, oh, nice. Shall we? So yeah, go on to. So, uh, we're gonna do number two, number two, and then number one, all in one of right. my list of worst customers. Right, let's oh. do it. Right, okay. So number two is the lawyer doctor. Brilliant. Right. Which is essentially. Whenever there is someone being dragged out of a club, someone's a lawyer that's telling you, this oh, is against mate. the law, yep. you can't do this, yep. you can't treat them like that. They don't know that they've just been smacking up a woman on the dance floor. Don't or care. Starting they don't, a fight. Care. They don't, don't care. care, but they're a lawyer. Yeah. And the other one is when someone's got a cut and they come barging in, I'm a doctor, you can't <laughs> deal with it like that. And it's like, you're, well, if you were a doctor, you'd realise that you just had eight pints and you ain't got, a, you ain't got a, any opinion. I've got the best story ever about a doctor tell me can I get it off first oh absolutely yeah so swallow the crisps um, right so what happens is um, guys outside my club playing up really badly this is a long 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 time ago like I would probably say over 10 years ago okay plays up starts throwing punches and, uh, and starts a, a fight with, with one of our security and uh, security whacks him back Catches him flush, boom, he goes down. He's out cold. So, trousers down, round about. touches bits. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, I'm straight in there thinking, right, fucking hell, bring him round. All right, sort him out. Yeah. So, I'm like, all my techniques, like, fucking, what's on the back of the neck, everything, all the, all the usual Crystals. stuff, bit of earlobe action, all of that. Anyway, Reiki. So, uh, <laughs> At this point, how the fucking why I'm a doctor? And I just think, uh, you really don't look like a doctor. Not that I know exactly what a doctor looks like. I get the impression you're not one though, right? So <laughs> she looks like a fucking pissed up Avon. That, that, that's how me and she met. Right. Convinced him I was a doctor. She looks like a pissed up Avon lady that ain't had a night out for about six <laughs> years, right? And she's trolled <laughs> and she's going, let me have a look at him, let me have a look at him, right? So she then grabs his wrist. And he's trying to take his pulse with yeah. her thumb. So I think, okay, well, you're clearly not a doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I said to my security, I went, please move her away. So they've gone, come on. And they've kind of sort of, you know, not grabbed her, but led her. Led her it's by her, her, like. her shoulders. Yeah. And they've lifted her up and said, come on, come out the way. Like, you know, we need to deal with this. And as they've kind of sort of pulled her up from 
with her shoulders. She's kind of, as you put your hand down on the floor to sort of push yourself up and, and, and help yourself up because she was pissed. She had a fag in her hand and has gone to push herself up off the ground but hasn't and has gone to push herself up off this guy who's unconscious, his leg, with her fag in her hand and has pushed her fag straight through <laughs> this fella's jeans and into his no leg. Way. Fuck me, did he come round quick. Like, he literally was fucking... <laughs> like... <laughs> Anything I've done to try and bring him around won't do nothing, <laughs> but this bird had put a fag out on his leg and he come out, guns <laughs> ablazing. So, might have been a so I just thought, well, fuck you, know, you might not be, but fair play. Yeah. You've, you've, you've bought him straight round, so, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that was that was my best experience of that. I'm a doctor. <laughs> nice. You know, oh, yeah. Doctor of pain. Doctor of pain. Sorry, Ed, I've, I've trampled him. No, not at all. I, I, can, I, I can only stand behind that story and say it happens all yeah. the time. Like everyone, uh, everyone who's out wants to wants to lend their help and wants to wants to be important, and, and I appreciate that. And I think that alcohol lifts us up and, and makes us feel that that we're necessarily more responsible than than we actually are. Biggest hindrance you could have, though, isn't it? Oh, it's the worst. And it's you know some people when they're causing a nuisance or this, that, and the other, they're doing it because they they're intoxicated and mm. they and they don't necessarily know what they're being like. Um, but when when someone comes in and say you can't do that to him, I'm a lawyer, it only fuels the fire. Yeah. Because if that person, that guy or that girl, hears them say that, it's 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 like touch paper. It's it's unbelievable, and it and it creates so much more hassle than there is. So um, yeah, I guess I guess my advice on the back of that one is if you're a doctor and if you're a lawyer, please stay at home. Yeah. Um, Never please, go please out. Please don't go out, or at least if you do go out, wear a muzzle and you know don't. Don't, say anything. <laughs> don't, don't fuel them fires don't of fuel um, fire. had an accident. You can claim. Yeah. Like yeah. don't fuel them fires. Do, do you know the it's one that? Do you know the one that I add on to that? Right. It's, it's really similar. Is that I work in? I work uh, for a newspaper. I work in media, and this is going to be all over the press tomorrow. Like we had that yeah. in lizards about four months ago. I work at Buzzfeed. Right. Great. Like, just leave it. I'm going to go to the papers yeah. about this. I, and, and really, like, when you're in that situation, it's like, well, if you've got to speak to people about that, because the, the, the one that the, where this happened was, it was a group of people, but it was it was mixed. So it wasn't just, like, just loads of blokes, which could be a nightmare. It was a, it was a big mix, and quite a few of them had come in for free. They'd, they'd, they'd bought, like, 16 tickets. This is actually audio file. They bought 16 tickets, and it was mixed, boys and girls. And a bunch of them had obviously gone in, probably like eight of them already. And then at some point, the doorman had stopped one of these, one of the dudes. And it just became, it was just a catalogue of, then that started drawing out the other people. And one of them, it was their boyfriend, it was their birthday. But instead of just handling it a bit normal, a few of them got their bee in their bonnet. One was a lawyer and the other one worked within the media and the press. And the thing was, all the doorman had said is, oh, listen, mate, you're, you're a bit wasted. Mm. Well, all my friends are in there. And they basically said, well, look, we'll look don't up. sort yourself out, right? And maybe come back in an hour and we'll see how, how you're getting on then, right? Or just go home. Your friends are in here. Sorry, we've had to refuse entry. Anyway, they weren't doing it. But it wasn't even the wasted people that were kicking off. It was the yeah. lawyer and the media. Yeah, it it's was, a, it it's was an like... ira- there's an irrationality that happens at, at some point throughout a night, and and it's just a case of how people deal with it. But it's the ones that that are inappropriate that annoy mm. me. I don't mm. mind someone being pissed up and aggressive. I don't mm. mind someone being 
pissed up and thrown up. I don't mind someone not being pissed up and yeah. being aggressive or thrown up. That's that's fine. It's when that they bring something that that's unnecessary. But it's just you know it's it's a bit it's a little and it's bit it's a nonsense as well. It? It's a nonsense because yeah. at the end of the day, you know full well that you're not going to go out in the newspapers. The worst you're going to do is probably go on the aforementioned TripAdvisor yeah. the next day. But 99% of the time, you're going to wake up in the morning and think, oh, what a what fucking a prick I yeah, was last yeah, night. Yeah. And you're probably going to have a couple of your mates going, you was a right dick yeah, last yeah. night, mate. And like, and you're going to want to run and hide from any behaviour you've done that night, you know? Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Um, so this brings us on to my number one, which <laughs> it was... Uh, it was nice for me to realise that you you shared the same joy in this one. Absolutely, um, it, it's it, it's kind of similar to the one that we've just spoken about, but it is, and I've titled it in the message that I sent to to my dear friend Chris. Uh, the this is a public highway <laughs> prick. Yeah, um, I don't know where to start with these people. They cause the I, most problems, and they do cause the most problems. And I think every year. That I've solved how to deal with them, and every year I realise that I really haven't because <laughs> they keep on coming up with new ways to. There's, to, there's to no way to do it. So, so I've give, had, it, give us the give it. Well, t- I'm give gonna, me a typical I'm example. Gonna, I'm going to lead you all to to a nice a nice point where where all these people have joined up, and this is over my experience. We've got the guy that goes into the girls' toilets. We've got the guy that gets too drunk. We've got the girl that's scrapped with her boyfriend or with her mate and is being aggressive we've got the person that is physically or verbally abusive to my staff we've got the people that are just having a little bit too much fun and just need a little bit of fresh air and have some water and we really want to look after so all these people get brought out to the front don't don't forget the uh sorry not tonight no 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 no. oh god the 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 yeah the ones that aren't allowed (laughs) the ones that aren't allowed in (laughs) And who, they who all, are there for hours. Yeah. yeah. And they all hours. Con- they all congregate. Rain, sleet, or snow. Go next door. Yeah. Have a pint. It's ten. Maybe go home. It's freezing. Yeah. You've been out there hours. It's insane how they yeah. stand out. I've there said for hours. the terminology. Seriously, it's not that good in here. Yeah. Just go home. It's a rip-off. Yeah. You don't want to come in. Yeah. It's early. All these things. And all these people congregate <laughs> on convenient. the pavement. Outside your venue, yep. With the knowledge and the sacrosanct belief that they are on a public highway, yep. And there's nothing you can do about it. Can you move away, please, mate. Yeah. You don't own this public highway, mate. Yeah. Stand where I want. Yeah. Uh... Do you mind just? Do you mind just moving to the left, mate? Nah. Free country. It's not a free country. And also, you're kind of in the way because people are leaving. But they're fucking right, which is the. Yeah, God, Doesn't that worst. make them the worst though? Like, that, that, that's well, like no, but what they've got as well. That little smidgen of power and a strange knowledge. But what they've got as well. reason to do that. They, just have, they have an audience. They have an audience. Right, because generally there's people queuing to come in and depending on your venue, there's people outside having a cigarette. Yeah. So they have an audience. Mm. And that audience is also waiting for that flashpoint when your security are like, mate, where he's kept walking up to him, squaring yeah. up to him, telling him he's going to come back and he's going to fucking kill yeah, their parents, he's going to yeah, fucking stab yeah. him, he's going to blow him up, yeah. he's going to do all of this. And at some point, one security will more than likely just go, mate, go away. Yeah. And we might give him a shove. One of them people in that smoking area will have filmed that on yeah. their phone and then gone, 
security's out of control at this venue, throw on TripAdvisor, yeah. and, yeah. and there's no, no backstory, bully doorman, blah, blah, blah. You can't win. You can't win. Them people that are out the front that go, well, stay where I want, mate. They're the worst problems. They're the worst problems. Go away. Go somewhere else. Or like, and I, I, my angle was always like, look, mate, like, tonight you can't come in, but just go somewhere else tonight, and then we've got no problem with you coming in next week. Just come back next week. Mate, I've tried to bribe him with a drink, or I've tried yeah. to say, look, next time you come back, I'll look after you. I come straight through. It's fine, but tonight you've had a little bit too much. And they just don't, and they just stand there and put my girlfriend's in there. Then give her a call. And just tell her you got to go home. Have you got your keys on you? I've offered to pay for cabs. I've done anything I can because of what you just alluded to. Yeah. The camera phone, the fact that you don't want to have to physically move them on, and the fact that it is a public highway and they can just stand there. And it's incredible. You and if you do and, try yeah. and move them away, all of a sudden, the lawyer's there as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's always yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> and you bang them on, you know, you, 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 you put them on enough warnings that you get to the point where you're saying to them I am going to I'm going to move you on because you're now disrupting the business that yep. we're operating and then you get to the point where they're getting right up in your mm-hmm. security's face or your face or anything and it's amazing how, how it can just again it's, it's that flashpoint and yep. you don't have to get to it but they are the worst and it's oh, all because man. they have done something that is either affecting other customers' experience or going to affect other customers' experience. Mm. Now, you've come to my most recent place. Yeah. I've got loads of stairs. You can't let someone in that's had too much full stop, yeah. especially yeah. not when you've got stairs because they could fall down. They could cause someone else to fall down. All these kinds of And when of they're stuff. at the bottom of them stairs, they won't go, do you know what? You told me I shouldn't come in because I had too much to drink. I won't sue you. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just, yeah, it's a shame. Can so, you- yeah. Oh mate, that that's so frustrating. And it is, and especially the fact that you are you are having to deal with it with politeness, and and all you really want to do is just push them into traffic. Yeah. But yep. yeah. it's uh, yeah. So so that is my number one. Oh, that's a fucking worst excellent one, man. Yeah, and a lot of the time, and a lot of the time, that person that that thinks they've got the right to stand on that when they're walking forward, telling you that they've done nothing wrong, and you're out of order for not letting them in. A lot of the time, they're also filming you. They've got their phones yeah, and they're yeah, filming yeah. you. Why they're and they're asking for your doorman's badge numbers. The oh, doorman's badge numbers is one that's always that's a big one. It's always, our right. Yeah. It's the law that we're allowed to take your badge numbers. Is it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you get that one a lot. You had many suing situations. You want to um, talk about Stuart Whiffen? Not really. No. Okay. I've got none that I can talk about. No. So, <laughs> yeah. That's why I phrased <laughs> yeah. it like that. Yeah. Thank, thank you for that that garden path. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. But well, that was that was yeah. So so there's my there's my worst customers, and I think that it's a shame because um, I think that as people that that operate restaurants, bars, clubs, we only want to make people's lives better. We, we, we are we are trying to provide a, some escapism we're trying to provide something that is um, that everybody can enjoy um, be it a Michelin star 
restaurant or your local boozer, I think yeah. if we're there for the for the public and if we're there for for people to come in and enjoy it, it, it should be uh, it should be something yeah. that, that that we should be able to do. And and unfortunately, there are there are people out there that are gonna try yeah. their darndest to stop that happen. And I feel it's I feel it's a real shame. And and then dormant when when your girlfriend's collapsed for whatever she had too much to drink and they go in the girls' toilets and they're covered in sick and they pick her up and they carry her out and they get her a bottle of water and they put their jacket around her to make sure she's all right until the cab gets here or their mum gets there because they ring their mum, blah, blah, blah. That's a door person. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. don't just think they're all horrible because yeah. they're mm. not. No. No. And like, they're majority not. Like, they are majority not. And, they are uh, caring people. And it really bothers me because that's that's the easiest thing. It's the stigma. They, it, that they it, get, it is, yeah. and it's that reputation where they just think they're all just arseholes. But as you said, if they're not letting someone in, it's either to for that person's benefit because they've they're, they're a danger to themselves, yeah. or the people that are in there. You know, mm. it's the worst part of of what we have to do is is letting people down because we, by nature, are are, are givers. We're generous. We, we we're caring people and. Yeah, it's frustrating, but to to caveat it, it's a beautiful place to be when that celebration is happening. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've had, I've missed, and ninety nine percent of people in a venue are always doing that. Right? But I think that it's 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 interesting. I've kind of come to this this notion recently is that I've missed lots of birthday parties with mates. I've missed a few family occasions. I've I've missed things that I would I would love to have been at because I work weekends and because I work in hospitality because mm. I do what I do but I've shared in hundreds of celebrations of yeah, other yeah. people's that, that you can provide to and, and can help with and can assist and mm. can, can facilitate and it, it does make up for it I'd hate to tell you how many times my wife and children have been to weddings without me yeah. and it's horrible um, out of choice or because like, yeah I'll stay at home <laughs> like, um, no but it is it is, like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Choice. It is a strange environment to work in because mm. when everybody's having the best time ever you're trying to orchestrate yeah. that yeah. and you're not necessarily always you're, you're not part of that because you're, you're sober and you're yeah. and you're trying to manage that fun and yeah. so like you have to kind of be on the on oh, point, we're, we're the, we are the conductors of a pissed orchestra. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That, that's, that's I is. couldn't put that any better myself. But um, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a strange, strange environment to work in, and uh, I sometimes wish, looking back, that and I've actually said it to when, when you met all my friends last weekend. We had a few beers, and I, I sat there and don't say something horrible about my friends. You was just about to then, weren't you? Yeah, I was, I was winding Showing up. off in front of your best friend, didn't <laughs> you? Winding up for it. Like and but I said to them, oh, I kind of wish sometimes like because I've done this since I was eighteen. Yeah, that like I wish I would have just been that record that just fucking went to that club and just was a fucking pain in the oh, ass and got God. drunk and and was Chris Glasson. I'm you actually know? not that bad in clubs, to be honest with you. But you well, did not. that Fallout Boy on vinyl, so I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's you, not me. No, I'm, I've been pretty well behaved. I don't, yeah, I'm never yeah, really walking, upset. Ar- walking around. Uh, a nightclub with your fully wrecked. Re- that was through, an yeah. accident. I wasn't going up to Dorman and they were going, Can you put it away? I was going, No. I, right. <laughs> this is a public home. Right, okay, Jukes, okay. Jukes is great, though. Role play, like role play, right? So. I'm you, not role you, playing with you. No. 
You've been spotted <laughs> in Dukes with a full erection, right? Mm-hmm. Poking through your thing. You've already approached them two girls. We were just harking back to a previous drunk cast, wasn't it? Not was it the first drunk? Was it first drunk cast, first yeah. So you'd already thought you was on a promise with a girl, and then you decided mm-hmm. that you was going to then approach her and her friend. Yeah. and Saves time. And because <laughs> your friend had told them that you was gay... Something and you like said that. you was going to go and prove to him that you wasn't. And the best way to do that was yeah. having a threesome with him in the back of your mate's car. Fiesta. And then when you went up to them, you wasn't aware that your full erection had actually popped through your flies. Yeah. So say this has happened and okay. then they've just gone, help, there's a fucking dangerous loner in front of him with a full erection. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's poking out of his, his flies and you've been put outside. You're on a public highway, yeah. right? And you've been put outside. Yeah. Uh, Let's just say you've popped your erection away, right? Maybe mm. you just t- wrestled it away. <laughs> well, yeah, just just nudged it under your belt, yeah. right? So, what are you doing there? You going home, or are you going? No, I would go home. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not really one for arguing with Dorman. I've ne- never had been. It's just an erection, mate. Genuinely, no, I might. Yeah, but here's here's the trick of it. That's an argument I would have liked to have heard. I just had a full erection. It just fell out. You can, like, with any of these, and, and like how, how Ed's being combined, you can have a conversation, but the conversation is, it, that, that, that's how it goes. Like, if your conversation fails and they don't see sense, that's the end of it. But the, no, home. it's not, though, because that conversation you're having in your head mm. makes so much sense and yes. is concise. No, 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 of course, but you're And hammered. it's not, because no, no, you're no, hammered. I get that, I and get if that. you're not hammered, you just think... Oh, you're pissed out of your head my, my, my dad drivel. always used to say alcohol affects your, you know, perception of what's going yeah. on. And so it's very difficult to pull maybe pull up the reins. Episode three when, of the recent yeah, when cast. you're when you're not yeah, when you're when you're the one drunk and no one's checking you for it. Yeah. Um but I'm not overly confrontational with, with security and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe it's about, a fear w- thing, maybe it's because I don't really want to get into trouble with them. I don't yeah. know. Or you know that you're a lethal weapon. And that at any point, spinning around, you've got to disclose that you've got a black belt. It's their responsibility to protect uh, the rest of the punters, and it's my responsibility not to crush them into dust. I don't think Absolutely. that's Absolutely. No, Absolutely. I'm generally not that bad. And if all else fails, you've, uh, you've got TripAdvisor. You've yeah, exactly. Say, I'm quite a yeah. moody. Yeah. My erection was moody. not attended to. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a free bottle of Prosecco. Have we got one drink left? We have. We have. What's no, number one? Well, you need to pour them. While we're talking about it, Chris. Well, will you announce it, and I will uh, just watch it. Where's it? Where's you? Yeah, go on. Ed, so what's your this, number one? this, this, this number one for me is um, is something that I have um, has been in my life for as long as I can remember, and that sounds a lot weirder than it does. My parents weren't getting me drunk at the age of six and seven, um, but it is the it's the gin and tonic. And, Quality. Um, and this this all started a long, long time ago in a little town. There you go, mate. Thank you very much. A little town in Kent with my granddad. And I think that the gin and tonic is, is possibly one of the most British drinks that there is in the sense that it is another summer drink. It is another thing that, yep. that we have coined and that we have cottoned onto and that, that we have enjoyed. Cheers. Cheers, mate. And, um, and yeah, it's, you know, gin has been around for... Hundreds of years and stuff. The the gimlet is a is a very famous cocktail which was taken away during the during the voyages when we were exploring the world. Um, it was essentially lime cordial and gin. It used to be I think it was two parts gin, one part lime cordial. So gin has been around for ages. But and the lime was for 
the line was well, the reason was they to, said, the obviously reason, the line was to uh, what do you call it scurvy scurvy and yeah dealing with that and it was it was it was drunk together because the the lime cordial was able to travel and the gin was able to travel but the gin and tonic itself I think is my favorite drink to drink when I'm out after eleven and it's probably my favorite drink to drink um, that sort of after a couple of pints, moving over to your short. Yeah. And I think that a lot of us have our shorts. Some people have your whiskey and Cokes, your rum and Cokes, your rum and gingers, um, vodka, and whatever mixer you wish to have with that horrible stuff. But um, I think gin is something that, 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 that we're very fortunate to be able to enjoy. And especially recently when, over the last couple of years, the amount of different gins that have it's come out, and yeah. this perfect serve that, is, that have come with it, of obviously, yeah. what was it, the hot drink of, of 2016 was... You know, to, to at least one person. Yeah. Um, was, well, you, you, was you the, like the gin, the gin, yeah. the gin and Pepsi yeah, Max. Yeah, but, but, um, but it's talking about the fucking mm. tragedy that what I call abomination, yeah, the Scroobius. No, that, that Scroobius, is, it sounds it's fucking, vile. It's fucking mad. But yeah, so I think there is something that, that has really meant a lot and it all comes back to, to my granddad and he's the... He's the person that, that's had a the, the massive impact on my life. Sadly, he's not with us anymore and um, I remember him... Being in his in his garden in Sandwich in the summer, and he'd have Gordon's imported gin, which is not the green one. Um, it's the it's a, it's a clear bottle. It's got a nice yellow red label with a with a sort of old medieval lion on the top of it and a crest. And he used to have that with his tonic, with his slice of lemon, sitting there in his crystal glass. And um, it's a memory that I would that that, that that will stick with me forever. And I think that it's. It's something that has really managed to sort of throughout seeing different fads and different phases and different things come in and come out and different products really have a boom and, and, and then fall away. I think that the gin and tonic for me is something that, that has been consistent and I, and I put it down to the fact that he drunk it and my mum drinks it and you know i don't mean every day i don't mean that it's that it's a go-to she's yep. you know she's not nancy from oliver twist she's you know <laughs> she, she, she's got a job and that but it's um it's something that that has been in the family and that, and that means a lot and and i can again only associate it with stuff that is that is positive and with stuff that is good and it is that thing that that we get to you know no matter what is going on in the world in our lives in 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 our current situations there's things that you can go to and there's things that you can that you can turn to for enjoyment mm. not to drown it out not to you know let it swim around your body and stuff yeah. like that you can go there and you know that you're going to you know you're going to have a good time with it yeah. and and I think that the gin and tonic for me is something that I uh, I absolutely adore and and we'll always endeavour to search out new gins and search out new tonics and stuff like that because, you know, I think you, you've alluded to Fever Tree a couple of times during the podcast. Mm. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Their marketing campaign is fantastic. Three quarter of the gin and tonic is, is tonic. And mm. yeah. that's nice that that's now being looked at. And it's, um, you know, it's something that we're, uh, you know, we're, we're very lucky to, to be a part of. And I'm sure that there is going to be another fad soon. Mm. Um, my brother and my old man were discussing the other day. They got a, a, a contact at a company called Diageo, which is the biggest spirits company mm -hmm. in the world. And, you know, saying that vermouth might be the next big thing. And that's great. Yeah, you know, yeah. Negronis are, are big and, and that's fantastic. But to me, the one, the, the, the constant, the, 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 the one thing that I'm pretty sure that when I am 
85, 86, as my granddad, as granddad was when he passed away, I'm going to be drinking gin and tonic, and I'm going yeah. to be thinking of him, and uh, and I'm going to be toasting to him, and, and it's and it's nice that not every time that I drink it, but most of the times that I drink it, I, it, it makes me think of him, and it and it and, yeah. it and it really puts that 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 thought and that feeling in my mind, and and yeah, it's a uh, it's a lovely thing to have if you can have something that can evoke that. It's it's interesting looking at all your alcohol choices because they're always linked to a memory and a social thing. No doubt the reason why you've always been a promoter and, and worked in those in those sectors, mate. But also a really health, uh, healthy attachment to alcohol that you've got, which isn't one that you're using it to, to de- detach yourself from a situation. You use it to celebrate and engage. And the biggest problem that um, alcoholics have is that it's a way to detach. Once you get that pissed, you sort of, shut off the world the world becomes numb to you and it's the same as heroin addiction um, but you don't have that like mm. every every time you spoke about dr- drink tonight it's been as a means to like connect you with your friends or whatever or, or it, to be a celebration and whatnot that's that's pretty cool um you a gin and tonic man yeah yeah i've, I've got I've, obviously what i haven't got in a bar i've got a a big globe, a very 1970s kind of retro oh, yeah. globe. That's... Is it a globe drinks cabinet? Yeah. I yeah, adore yeah, them. Like, I um, adore them. Yeah. I, I have one in my front room, which is full of um, my kind of nice whiskies and gins, and uh, yeah, which I don't necessarily always bring down here. Mm. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love a gin and tonic. Absolutely love a gin and tonic. It's it's strange, like when it, I mean, my my granddad's 80th. We had the party at my when we, this is when we lived down just the other side of Banstead in like um, Surrey Way, and I was the barman. I was ten, yeah. And it was um, it was something that for for me I was essentially <laughs> serving yeah. people and 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 doing that for them. Not, in a, not in necessarily a subservient way. Yes, master, no, no, no yeah. master. We ain't, we ain't that kind yeah, of family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that, and it, and I and I can pinpoint all the hospitality back to that, and and I can pinpoint the gin and tonic back to back to that, and that and to that that party and that memory. And I remember, you know, my brother, he was five years old, he had a an action man that was swimming around the paddling pool and stuff, and there were people around talking, and you know, Dennis, who my mum would have banter with because he was a Man United fan and she's a Chelsea fan and all that and it all just sort of all brought, brings it all back to this one point this one moment that you know if this was an origin story it would all flash back to this yeah. and, and this is this is where it all come from and it, I think that I, that is why I see drink as a celebration that's why I see drink as something that people should enjoy and I think that's why I am in hospitality and why I do what I do because I see it as a literally a lubricant to people having a better yeah. time and to people enjoying yeah. and exploring that positive and exploring that side of it. And I think mm. that it's um it's an interesting way of looking at the industry that I'm in and, and that we're in. And, yeah. and I think that it's you know, I'm I'm glad that I'm coming at it from that viewpoint. Hi, um it's, my it's my parents um my my wife's parents like um aren't big drinkers at all. Mm. And uh and not that my parents are big drinkers, but my upbringing was all my family were, were dockers. Okay. Right, so all, all worked in the docks, and so there was no shortage of alcohol floating around in the docks. Um, and, and and we lived in a, a docking community in Tilbury. And uh, but I remember like every year it would be a thing where way before it was kind of cool. This is going back. 35 years you know like we'd go out and we'd go 
picking sloes. So we'd make sloe gin. And then we would go out to, there's a big housing estate there now, and it was, no pun intended, all just fields then. And we would go there to birch trees, and we would drill little holes in in the birch tree and put a little tap in it and then put a carrier bag over the tap and we would go back however many months later the bag could be full of birch sap and then we'd make birch sap wine and we'd make elderberry wine and we'd go and pick the elderberries and all my memories was generally like a family do one certain member of the family going yeah come on and all the men would go down to the shed where he'd, he'd have like these dusty old demijohns full of like whatever brew he'd been making and everyone would have a, you know, a drink of that. And that was probably my introduction to booze as mm. well, you know. It'd be like, what's that? It's like, oh, that's that gin that we made out of the slows that you picked. And it was like, oh, fucking hell, brilliant, you know. And and that was my introduction way before kind of beer and, and, and anything and Thunderbirds over the part of my pals. It was like, it was kind of homemade shit, like. Yeah. Mm. Not a mode of abuse. And I think that's the interesting thing. Both of you guys have explained that. Neither of you are really like huge drinkers in that sense of you've abused it. And I think other people get exposed to it in a completely different way where, you know, their dads might be drinking it to drown their sorrows or whatever. So then their relationship with alcohol is always perceived as a different thing, not as a celebration or not as a craft. What do you Um, think... um, what do you think your relationship with alcohol is? Because obviously you've had you've had oh. great times like, like we all have, but it's you know it, it, where where do you think you sit with it at the moment? Not too bad at the moment. I mean, other than the drunk cast that we did the other day, I hadn't drunk for ages. Obviously, because I did that fast that we all find really boring. But I hadn't. I I'd had about, a couple of drinks the night the before. We're not talking about it. Yeah, no, we're and not talking then about that it. Night. Um, but yeah, I think I, I I've been I'm, I've never been at a drinker at home. So my mine is I love the taste of alcohol. Um, not all alcohols gin's a, a new one for me really um, but the drink I like I, I drink it because I like the taste but I like the social element I've never drank at home I, I, loved, I, I, I love drinking at home don't find it interesting drinking at home I love drinking at home well, does oh, your missus as well Do, is it something you share together we had um, our anniversary a couple of weeks back and it was like we had the kids obviously and we, we I'd work the Friday night and so so what should we do? And it was like, should we just get some, sounds really fucking dull, but it weren't, it was fucking perfect. It was like, let's just get some cheese, some really nice cheese, and let's just go and buy loads of different beers that we've never tried, and let's just mm. drink loads of different beers and yeah, eat some nice. cheese. So, and, you create, and, so you created a memory out of it? Yeah, 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 perfect. exactly that. And and it was on my mind for about a week leading up to that, that that's what I wanted to do. And it was like, I could have gone out and had a really nice meal, and 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 it, that kind of would have been all right, but you just think, well, I kind of just wanted to try some different beers, and and because it wasn't long after Charles had been around and done the love beer thing, and it mm. kind of inspired you, uh, evoked a, yeah, a, an yeah, yeah, like a, a curiosity, and and yeah, that whole thing of like, look, I don't need to drink a pint of that. I could just get a smaller glass and have a bottle of that, and not feel like I've got to chug it and then get another mm. one. Could just think that tastes really nice, that and uh, and yeah, just start to appreciate it a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? And and rather than like, oh, it's Saturday night, so I'm going to just get pissed. Oh, mate, there, there's nothing like that. Yeah. Like that, that uh, uh, even like wine, red wine with cheese. That that experience, I've got so many great memories of that. Like going to Whitstable, get great bay, memories. 
What did I say? No, no, you said grape, but you, you, you missed out on a pun. <laughs> what, what, what you said I've pun? got so many grape memories. But it's all right, don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's why sorry. I'm helping him along. Now, now you explained it. Like everyone's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Been a year. Was that so, when you had your made-up oysters? That was one of the occasions. That's I think, right, yeah. 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 That's yeah. when you pretended you had oysters, wasn't mm. it? <laughs> You're so jealous about the oyster front. Have you had oysters, Ed? Of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. when you go out and have oysters... won't get angry with you, When you go out and have oysters... Right, so you want a portion of oysters. Yeah. How many is in a portion? Six. Six. Yeah. <laughs> you said four. You went I three. No, three you said six. three or four. I'd say, yeah, I mean, I'd say six, but it's he's chatting shit about oysters. He just pretended he had loads. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I'm, uh, yeah, okay. I did. You come in here like you was fucking Johnny Oyster. <laughs> right, you had all the fucking oyster answers. He he's, went, a, he's an aqua superhero. He went, my dad works on the docks. So I started digging him out about Union, that. And Union then I said, I'll try oysters. He lost his mind. <laughs> Everyone on Twitter was like, what's his problem? Chris has had an oyster. It's not like he said Chris Yeah, but yeah. You so got it from Basically. fucking Rossi, not from fucking Richtable. Rossi. <laughs> Johnny Big I'm gonna get here. I'm gonna bring some oysters over here. One well, we're, we're gonna go on an adventure, aren't we? In two oh, weeks. Oh, very soon. Very so soon. Let, let's see if we can get some there. We, 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 we'll go. Uh, oh, we're going right. up the coast. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I think cool, they do cool. oysters in like where's where do they do all the salt? Well, do they do it in, in Wales? They do all the salt, and they, I think they do, there's certainly somewhere in, in Essex that they do oysters. Must be more like, that they that they get them from. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'll find out. I will send you a text tonight. We'll go down Whitstable. We'll get a little fish. Right. We're going. We're going. Someone will tweet it. Has he told it's you we're going on an adventure in two weeks? No, he hasn't. It's new news. No. We're. Uh, I think it's Monday. Well, it'll be the Monday after this comes out. We're going to. Um, we're going to. I'm going to take you wild swimming, aren't I? So we're going to go to Brecon. It's not a date. Nice. And, uh, and we're going. We've, we've got some digs. Have we? you been canyoning? Canyoning's the mm, it's pretty it's proper. So good. I've only done it in I've only done it in Portugal, but they do do it around Brecon and somewhere like that. And it's essentially pools and a bit of climbing and some abseiling and stuff like that. And if you're going and doing some like swimming and all that sort of rugged man stuff, try and find some canyoning. It's fantastic. He ain't he ain't he ain't really all about he ain't about that life though, Ed. To be honest with you, the look in his eyes. You can eyes, throw a fat is... man in a lake, but you can't make him climb a cliff. <laughs> Look at fucking Point Break over there. <laughs> oh, nice. I think you'd be in trouble if we started climbing rocks. I you think reckon? You'd be in a bad place, mate. I All think right. you'd be out. I think like you'd a, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I think no, looking, actually, at, looking I'm, at the I'm, people that are on that stag do, anyone could do it. I'm, so, I'm, yeah. I'm, having a, I'm having a laugh and a joke. I think that would be wicked, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hunt it out. It's great fun. Ed, so you're you you're, you're quite the cyclist. You like a bit of a bike ride, don't you? I mate? do, mate. Yeah, well, I commute around town. Um, he's my, he's one of these bike wankers. I've got my single speed. Can... I go around town. And got stuff. a fixie gear. Again, just one gear. Just, just one, one gear. gear on my fixie cake. <laughs> I got a plus one here for my gig tonight. <laughs> I can get in. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> you couldn't get in. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's me. Although I have seen that like, he has got all the kit, and yeah, 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 tight, pretty, tight jeans, and, you know, yeah, it's all good fun. No, no, it's good. Get around town. There's no easier way than going around on a bike, and then I've got a, I've got a race bike that I can go and do long rides on and stuff, and yeah, it's oh, quite nice. enjoyable, and it keeps um, it keeps me active in in London, where you can quite easily you know get the tube and yeah. drive around and stuff, and yeah, I have got a car that I can chuck the bike in the back and go and get out and. Don't ride as much as I want, but it's yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good way of getting away. I think that all my pursuits outside of 
hospitality are quite solo. Um, I like my golf. You know, you're only ever really going to be with a maximum of three other people for five hours cycling. You can do it on your own or with yeah. two or three cinema. You ain't got to talk to anyone. Yeah. I guess it's just an avoidance of noise and people. Yeah. Um, so which is a, which, say that, which is a good way of getting away from it. And, and also a good way of keeping you enjoying it and yeah. and keeping you fresh and keeping you you making sure that I, you're think, I think every, I think most of us need that like I'm um, I was kind of like I've got a brother but he was born he's, there's an 18 year age difference so I was pretty much an only child so I've kind of always enjoyed personal mm-hmm. space and I think regardless of what you do like if you especially the job you do where there's, mm-hmm. you're always in contact with so many people having the ability to sort of like be on your own reflect it's kind yeah, of nice. I, I saw this like we had this sort of life coach kind of thing. Yeah. Blah blah. But it, it was basically he summed it up quite simply. It's like that our, our our job, Stu, is is very selfless. It's important to to be selfish, and you know, there's two ways that you can look at that. You can either be selfish and look after yourself, or you can be selfish and and put that against other people and and be selfish towards them. And and I find it quite easy to. To do it in this way, and it's yeah, you know, it's if you if you're honest and you're committed, you can you can find a lot of joy in in, in what we do and and in what you do in a in a, in a personal setting as well. So yeah, the cycling is great fun. The um the 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 cinema is even better fun though, and seen some banging films recently, so that's nice. And didn't go with that many people to go and see it. So um, I, yeah, I it's good. That. I get that the, the swimming is like is 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 rare. It's not like a, a weekly pursuit, but that is a point where you get in the mountains and all of a sudden this sounds like a fucking serial killer. You have no phone signal, and my phone don't ring, and that's fucking great that's because like my, I know my phone's not going to ring, and I know that all I've got to worry about is finding a pub that night that's got a log fire and it's got some nice ale. And that's all I've got to worry about. Put a little phone call into home. Yeah, here, all right, cool. Speak to you later, and then. It's my time, and that's very rare. And the only other time, and I don't think about work, I don't think about anything when I'm there. And the only other time is, is I'm going to bring up work every hour with her. Well, the only other time is, is, is <laughs> one long brainstorm. Is when you when you when you spar when you spar. Yeah. You can't think about anything no, else. No, nice jacuzzi bubbles up your back. <laughs> but you can't because facial. <laughs> if you seaweed wrap, soft, soft towels. <laughs> If you, Disposable if you slippers. If you take your mind off the money, you're yeah. going to get punched in the fucking face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it's you have to think about the only thing you can think about is what's in front of you, mm. and that's the best fucking thing ever because you don't think about anything else. No. But that is mindfulness, right? So, um, and I'll, I'll link that to snowboarding. When you snowboard, you have to concentrate on that to an extent. Like sometimes you can relax and listen to music. If you are getting in hairy situations, you're going quite fast. Everything you're doing has to focus on that or you can have do yourself a mischief. And that's good because all that other stuff you were thinking about and worrying about, that's no longer in your head. It's just yeah. that one task that you're you're worrying about and doing a you know, backside one eighty. Yeah. I can't You're so that. rad. I don't, I don't yeah. even know what yeah, that is. Prick, mate. Well, like right. Snowboarding's yeah. just for people that can't ski. Yeah. Party on golf. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh Oh, do you think we're done? I, I think, think we've done it. We've put in a good. We've put in. Look some at that. Good it's times, literally yeah. midnight. We've, we've we've rounded it off at midnight. Well, don't feed me. Don't get water on me. We'll all be fine. Um, it's a gremlins thing, Stu. Ed, thank you so much for coming round. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Um, you you. 
been very generous and really kind and you've you've made me um You've come. <laughs> <laughs> now you know why Chris likes me. Like, no, do you know what? You've, you've put over a fucking great list. And, yeah. and One of the best lists we've had, I think. And really well thought out. And, mm, nice. um, and, and justified. Yeah, fuck you, Ed Scrine, 1D. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we've got an interesting Ed story, actually, that we will, uh, we will bring up about me smoking weed yeah. uh, very soon. We always threaten that one, but we haven't brought it out yet. But yeah. No, mate, it, it was a fucking pleasure, mate. And I, I knew it would be great chatting with you. And I'm um, glad we got you on there. And um, just quickly, will you will marry you me? Marry me? <laughs> <laughs> one day, mate. Okay, um, one day. We'll and if people want to chat to you and find out more about yeah, are you on social media? Uh, I would say the only real thing that I use is, is my Facebook. I do have an Instagram, and I'm trying to learn how to use it. Um, so that's at at Ed GK, which I'm sure you'll put up in the yep. links, um, but it's Ed Kiggins on Facebook, and that's yep. absolutely fine. Don't but see me. Look, come down, Brixton, come down, blues, man. and yeah, if you come in and you say hardcore lisping, because I've been annoyed that he didn't say that about your lisp, um, <laughs> then, then you're more than well, you're more than welcome to half price on on any dinner or any drink. Um, but that, oh, that's just more for my love of wordplay. Thank you, that. Ed. Yeah, but no, no, it's, um, it's, it's been a pleasure being here, and uh, and I hope to uh, I hope to see any of your your listeners down at the gaff at any point. Blended. <laughs> Catch you guys later. Perfect. <laughs> Hello. Um, well, there you have it. There's Ed's two top fives. I hope you enjoyed them. Um, he spoke with a lot of knowledge and understanding of the sort of customer services industries and um, his different experiences as a promoter and um, all the different nightmares you get coming to the front door um, and also the drinks. A lovely, lovely G&T to finish. I was pretty hungover the next day, I'm not going to lie, um, because of all the drinks we were mixing up. And I think I mentioned that Ed has drunk me under the table once or twice when, we, when we've been out. We failed to mention some of the sort of messes that Ed has managed to get me in. Absolutely. I take no responsibility for any of that. Um, but thank you anyway, Ed. And thanks for coming on, mate, and uh, recording with us. Um, we will catch you very soon. Um, listeners, thank you. We will catch you next week. Who have we got on? I just don't know. I just don't know. But I do know we've got some fucking amazing guests coming on that we're queuing up. So uh, watch this space. And hopefully I'll see y'all motherfuckers at the live show. Um, Till next week. Catch you later, bitches. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.